The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Happy end of July. What do I always say? The 4th of July happens, you blink, then it's Labor Day. Well, it's... Tuesday is August 1st. Wow. It is really flying by. And of course, football train, training camps are happening. And next thing you know, it's Christmas. I mean, I'm, I'm not rushing the season, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it just, it just happens fast. And today is the last day of the heat wave. All right. So tomorrow it's going to be like 80 something. So welcome to another edition of Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, nine till noon, right here, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And as the man said, I'm John DeMassey. Well, who else would it be? Right? <laughs> Good to have you with us. And as always, our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. We invite you to stay tuned uh, to the program, of course, as always. But at 11 o'clock, our guest, State Senator Vince Palestina. He's here again, and we're going to talk to him about a variety of things. So uh, stick around for that. Vince coming on at 11 o'clock this morning. So we'll talk to him about a couple of things. And, well, my cousin is back with her shenanigans, and I'll tell you about that. (laughs) I mean, this one, she really got me. I mean, she really got me. I don't yell too much. I mean, I don't yell except when the Eagles lose. But this one, this one really got me. So I'll I'll tell you about that in the next hour. And, of course, Hunter Biden, and we'll talk about that. But first, I wanted to start off with another email. And you remember PETA. That's right. You say PETA, not Petter or Peter, PETA. He wrote me an email after last week's show. And it said, hello, John DeMassey. I don't email you a lot. You don't because I don't want you to think I am weird. There is nothing wrong with me. I am very civil. I just think you are way off regarding Biden. The FCC should not allow lies to spread. I am not trying to be rude, but I think you wear a diaper with poop in it. Another poop reference. You must be uncomfortable doing the show. Otherwise, you would talk sense. Well, you see, what it is is I bring a couple of changes of underwear. All right? (laughs) I always end in a nice manner. God bless America and have a great day. PETA. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I had to start the show with that. All right? And also, people say that I don't give my email enough, so here it is, jdadv1 at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. Email me anytime, anything you like, pro, con, or whatever. And uh, get a lot of emails during the week, and some of them are good. So we'll uh, talk about that, too, as well. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well... (laughs) Dominating the news cycle once again, it's Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or Donald Trump. We'll get to Donald Trump uh, later on in the show. 
But for now, we will concentrate on the Hunter Biden plea deal, which blew up, which blew up like a big balloon the other day. There was a song many, many years ago, and it was called Thank Heaven for Little Girls. I'd like to amend that to a new title. Thank Heaven for Judges Appointed by Donald Trump. U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Noreka is the judge in question. And she said with regards to the Hunter Biden situation and the deal and all of that, you just want a rubber stamp agreement. I'm not in a position where I can accept or deny a plea. And really, when you look at it, it makes sense. She questioned whether some aspects of the deal were unconstitutional. And really, if you, if again, constitutional scholars will tell you, it is. So, in the end, Hunter Biden was back where he started. Still charged with federal crimes, no plea deal. It's back to the drawing board for Hunter and his team of attorneys. The decision will be deferred for two weeks. We'll see what happens there. But it's interesting because, again, I hate to quote Chris Christie, but if you heard him and he was saying, you know, a woman got two years for the same gun charge and Hunter gets gets off with that. Well, then in the meantime, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy indicated House Republicans may launch, oh, here's the word, an impeachment inquiry into the president regarding his son's financial dealings, alleging political interference in Hunter Biden's case. No, Hunter Biden, oh, political interference? Come on. Back to the judge in this case, she repeatedly expressed frustration by the lawyers, Hunter's lawyers, that she had only limited authority to accept or reject the deal. And I, if I was her, I mean, what is she doing there? If she has limited authority, what, what is she doing there? Uh, so it, it really, it doesn't make sense to question that, but here they go. They question it again. <sighs> Boy, it, it, this, is, this is a mess. One aspect of the deal would have shielded Biden from prosecution for any additional crimes tied to the conduct described in his plea agreement, noting that those papers detail Biden's work for foreign entities and questioned whether his plea deal meant he would now be immune from any hypothetical charges. So in other words, whatever the charge is there with regards to guns or dealings with foreign entities or whatever, he's immune from everything. Can you imagine getting a deal like that? You're immune from everything. <laughs> this, this is really unbelievable. So he would get a pass from here on in. I mean, this this is really, or it was, a sweet deal. And now no wonder he, he's, he's balking. Oh, well, I didn't get the deal. Well, now they're going to go back and try to rework this. But I don't see how they can rework it because if the judge 
said no to this deal, what's the deal going to be now? You know he's not going to get any jail time. I mean, that 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 is goes without saying. So this whole thing has been kind of a sham, and nobody's saying anything about it. I mean, they say, oh, Hunter Biden, he's, oh, okay, well, president's son, oh, okay. So really, this thing, had it been, and you know had it been Donald Trump, they would have prosecuted this, or they would have prosecuted that, or they would have found many things to to throw up against the wall and try to see what sticks. But but it's it's really it, it really concerns me that Hunter Biden is getting off easy. I mean, he admitted to lying on this uh, gun application. He admitted that. And as, as I said before, Chris Christie pointed out, someone else lied about it, and they got two years in jail. So here he goes. Oh, he got preferential treatment. You better believe he did. So we will see what happens. And and I don't think, I really don't think anything is going to happen. I mean, he's he's not going to get any jail time. And maybe he'll get something like some ridiculous probation or what? I don't know. But I am glad that the judge stood up and said, hey, wait a minute. This is this is like a a, a sweetheart deal and it's a sham and it's and, and it, it's a terrible thing. It doesn't ring true as far as justice is concerned. So we'll see what happens with Hunter Biden. But and I'm sure Peter will call me and say, or email me and say, oh, I'm I'm un, I'm fair. I'm not fair. You you just oh, you don't like Hunter Biden. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't like anybody that deals with the way he deals. <laughs> but, but that's another story. Without further ado, we bring in the one and only the man, the myth, the legend. He is Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. And we're going to see, we're going to have a little test today, Seth. We're going to see if you can end on time. All right. I'm going to make, I'm looking at the clock and I'll do my best. And <laughs> when I don't get to some important points, I'll just say visit libertyandprosperity.com because there's a lot of new posts up there uh, that explain the details I'd want to talk about. And I'd like to begin by, by saying that last night I was at an event that really uh, gave the message of make America great again by reminding us how great America was before. I was on the Summers Point Beach. Uh, this is Friday night uh, by Bay Avenue, uh, a beach concert with Gary U.S. Bonds. A uh, concert put together by Carmen Murata, whose dad used to own Tony Martin Summers Point in the 1950s and 1960s. And so for an hour, I listened to music with uh, my fellow boomers there and their children, the millennials, the Generation Xers, and then the grandchildren and the nieces and the nephews. And he did a lot of his songs. He did, you know, New Orleans, Twist Sonora. He didn't do a uh, quarter to three. But then his wife and daughter uh, uh, did the songs, Will You Love Me Tomorrow by the Shirelles, The Do Run Run by the Crystals. 
And here you have an 85-year-old man um, married 60 years with his wife on stage with him, with his daughter on stage with him, and again, a 1,000 people in, in the crowd. And it reminded me of when I heard uh, Gary U.S. Bond songs for the first time. 12 years old, Richmond Avenue School, um, song electrified me and my classmates. We couldn't get enough of Gary U.S. Bonds. Uh, as soon as we saved enough money for like, I think it was 10 cents for the Jitney uh, and, and maybe uh, 30 or 40 cents for the record, we'd go down to the Russ Miller Record Store at New York and Atlantic Avenue in downtown Atlantic City, buy the record. Uh, same thing for his next song, Quarter to Three. And our kids and grandkids just have no idea. And I was thinking about this at the concert, how safe and happy we were in America back then. And why uh, many of us would do anything to try to let our children and grandchildren uh, enjoy that America. And nowhere is that story told better than just the life of Gary U.S. Bonds. Here you have a black singer born in Jacksonville, Florida, but he grew up in Norfolk, Virginia. His father was a professor at the Hampton Institute. That was a black college that got started training teachers to, to free uh, to teach uh, freed black slaves how to read because it was a crime uh, in the old South to teach blacks how to read when they were slaves. So the first priority was to teach all black Americans how to read. One of the first students of this this Hampton Institute was Booker T. Washington. Uh, Gary U.S. Bond's mom was a piano teacher. So Gary Bonds went to an all black segregated school in Norfolk, graduated Booker T. Washington High School, Uh, Norfolk in 1957. So when he gets out of high school, or actually while he's in high school, Gary Bonds and a a group of friends would get together at the street corner and they'd harmonize doo-wop songs uh, that were coming out of Philadelphia. And eventually they formed a band. And then they hung out and sung in front of a little record store in Norfolk called Frankie's Got It. Now, Now the store was owned by a Sicilian immigrant, Frankie Gita. Uh, who had this record store, but when he would hear the sounds of these, you know, black kids harmonizing in front of him, he got the idea of buying some equipment and producing his own records. And uh, Frank Eat also had a musician friend who played the saxophone that added to the sound of these, um, you know, four black kids harmonizing, and they came up with this Norfolk sound, and that's how they produced the record, uh, New Orleans. Come on, everybody, take a trip with me down the Mississippi, down to New Orleans. I don't know if you remember that song. Yes, I do. Um, but uh, I'm a former disc jockey, it, remember? Remember <laughs> <I keep> forgetting. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so, so Gary, so he's trying to, so now you have this, this Sicilian immigrant, uh, you know, working with these black kids uh, from a segregated high school in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and he's trying to figure out a way how to get disc jockeys to, around the country to play this new record with the new sound. So he convinces Gary to change his name to U.S. Bonds because they're, they're selling U.S. savings bonds. And, and when the record would come in that said U.S. Bonds, all these disc jockeys would think it had something to do with promoting savings bonds. And they would play the record, and that's how uh, that song New Orleans became a big hit. And, and that, you know, that was the, 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 uh, the way that Gary U.S. Bonds became a, a success. And, of course, he went on to, to do a lot of other things. And here he is, 84 years old, still playing with, still married to the same girl, uh, 60 years. So it's just such a, an American story. And 
you know, you want to think, what can we do to bring this back? And then uh, that sort of ties into the latest post uh, uh, that we have uh, on our Liberty and Prosperity site, which is called The Pessimistic Future of America. And that essay that we have posted on our website talks about if you would look at America like a stock market chart uh, and, and that has its ups and its downs, but if you were looking at long-term trends, you would see that America has been in constant decline since on around 1965. So what, what I was doing last night at the concert is listening to America, the sounds of America when we were at our peak. And you could see how during the last uh, almost 60 years, we've been in a steady decline. We had a, a few ups, a few downs like the stock market does. But the trend is down. And according to this uh, essay that's posted, it's, it's pessimistic because it talks about this almost 60 years of decline in America. But it gives like these 27 specific things. And the only good thing I could say about it is once you know what these things are, you could say, well, we could wake up and maybe turn things around. So I just want to briefly, um, you know, just give the like the headings of these 27 things. And if you want to know the details, uh, read them at libertyandprosperity.com. And of course, we'll be talking about that at our breakfast meeting this morning. And we meet from 9.30 to 10.30 uh, every Saturday morning at Sal's uh, Cafe. If you look it up online, it says Sal's Brick Oven Pizza, but it's at Groveland Avenue and New Road in Summers Point. So what are the 27 points uh, that, uh, that we had in 1965 that we don't have now? Well, now our Constitution is all but dead. Nobody follows it. Our security state, the CIA, the FBI, has been weaponized to punish political opponents. Uh, number three, and some of these are sort of repetitions, we have a two-tiered fake justice system. Number four, we can't even punish or deter normal crime. Number five, we're so blinded by political agendas that we can't or won't apply obvious solutions to simple problems. Number six, we prioritize diversity over mission and performance. Number seven, our military is incompetent where the leadership is incompetent, the, the, the men are, are great uh, and the women are great, but the leadership can't win wars anymore. Number eight, nothing in America works anymore. Nine, <clears throat> people are as corrupt as the politicians. And, and I figured that out when I was uh, on city council uh, in Atlantic City. When I was starting out, I said, oh, the big problem is uh, corrupt politicians. But then I realized the real problem is corrupt voters because it, when I was campaigning, uh, and say, will you elect me to city council? And they'll say, well, what are you going to do for me? So, uh, so the problem is the voters get the politicians that they, that they want. Uh, number 10, our pop culture is filth. And again, this is from an essay. Um, and I forget the guy's name, but, uh, let's see if I have it here. Uh, no, I, I misplaced the, the paperwork. Uh, but, uh, but it's on our, our website. And let, let me just go to the, uh, I'll just run through the rest of it. Uh, Christian and Bible faith is all but dead, number 11. Number 12, marriage and other social bonds have withered away. Deep friendships are rare. Number 13, birth rates have cratered. Number 14, young people face dim prospects. Number 15, the middle class has been hollowed out. Uh, 16, income and wealth inequality are off the charts. 17, we're increasingly owned and governed by foreigners. 
18, corporate power is greater than in the pre-antitrust era. 19, our economy is fake. There's no longer any real connection between how much people are paid or what we pay for and what is produced. 20, our colleges have become evil. 21, our kindergarten to grade 12 schools teach our kids to hate themselves, their parents, and their country. 22, we don't merely tolerate, but we celebrate anti-white racism. 23, insane enthusiasms like transgenderism receive little pushback. 24, we have no social cohesion. 25, America's ruling class hates the people. 26, conservatism is a failure because the worst thing you want to do is conserve where we are right now. And finally, 27, our civilization has lost the will to live. So all that is posted on our website, libertyandprosperity.com, and that's the national conversation we really should be having. What, where were we in 1965 when Gary U.S. Bonds was singing those songs and Americans of every race and ethnic group, uh, nationality, background, were singing those songs together and dancing and, and just learning from each other? And how do we go from, get from there to where we are today? And that's, that's a big issue. Boy, I tell you, you read through that list. That's pretty, pretty scary. It, it really is. There, there, there are some things there, and you hit it right on the head. Boy, I'll tell you, so, it's, it's it is scary. Right, so, so, so we could talk about the details of each one of those things. is really a, a topic of conversation, and of course, in, in a radio uh, thing, what, what we tend to do, we tend to talk about these very superficial things, but we don't talk about what is really tearing our country apart. And that's why at Liberty and Prosperity, we spend a lot of time on that. Uh, I'd also like to talk briefly on uh, ocean wind. And and this goes back to your friend who said, I didn't know what I was talking about because I would say that wind turbines didn't produce anything. Uh, and and I, I don't want to go in that whole discussion again, but I posted a very boring report from England on wind turbines and smart meters. So hopefully your friend will will have a look at it. And And, and the reason I posted it uh, because only a, a Brit can describe this total disaster in such a calm and boring way. So I just want to quote some of the report we posted. He said, the biggest problem with wind turbines is that we, we will have wind lulls. He says, at times there can be little or no wind anywhere in the United Kingdom or its territorial waters. Uh, such lulls can sometimes last three weeks or more. Presumably, then he goes on, this gap can be filled by zero-carbon dispatchable power, presumably natural gas-fired power stations with carbon capture and storage, or electricity stores of some time. He said, but however, after the closing of the Petronova plant, the carbon capture and storage technology appears to be a dead end. So what's the solution? Therefore, smart meters are needed to instantly shut off power and raise prices during these wind lulls. We must recognize that the grid is going to be very different by the year 2030, and that's, you know, seven years from now. We will have to get used to having electricity. He said, we're used to having electricity when we want it. But families in the near future must get used to only using electric power when it's available rather than constantly. So in other words, it's not a matter of you, you plug in something, you plug in your toaster and you get toast. You have to find out, uh, will we be having power today? 
Uh, and then, or will we be having power, and, you know, before 11 o'clock this morning? Because, um, you know, you will no longer control whether you have electricity in your house because your smart meter is going to turn things off or dial things down if there's not enough for everybody. And that will happen during these wind lulls. So that's the British uh, perspective on what's going on. <laughs> well, you you know I'll get an email from <laughs> so, from that particular so, person, yeah. So. So, so, but but anyway, the lawsuits are important because they're tying things up. There's a in, in today's paper it says there's a lawsuit to stop that special tax break that uh, Governor Murphy and the Democrats gave to uh, uh, Orsted a, a couple weeks ago. Yes, and uh, the public hearings are important and. And putting up the signs and handing out the postcards are also important. And again, anyone who wants to could just contact me through Liberty and Prosperity, and we will mail them to you. Um, uh, we're a little backed up, but uh, but by Monday, we will be mailing out a, a, a batch of cards. And in the back of our office in Summers Point, where my law office used to be, uh, we, we have the, the signs. And those signs are effective. And how do we know they're effective? Uh, because there's a letter in the published in the press today, and I I, I want to see if I I have his uh, his his name. No, I I, I don't see it. But a, a fellow from Northfield said it's it's horrible that Republican Congressman Jeff Van Drew uh, is putting his campaign signs all over South Jersey uh, be, because of his opposition to wind turbines. He said we have to immediately notify our local zoning officials and take down these campaign signs because it's horrible uh, that a uh, congressman is, is taking advantage of the wind turbine issue uh, to promote him being a candidate. So in response to that fellow who wrote that, that letter from Northfield, uh, all I could say is, uh, number one, we have a First Amendment that protects the right to, uh, to deliver a message. And number two, if you're so upset with a Republican using opposition to wind turbines, to promote him being a candidate, well, why not have all of your Democrats also oppose the wind turbines, and then we won't have a problem. Right. That's right. So uh, that, that's a very simple solution. Uh, that, and I'll, I'll finally finish up so I don't go over time. Uh, <laughs> this Monday is the deadline. Anyone who wants to run for school board, if you want to get your name on the ballot, uh, tomorrow is the deadline to file your petition with your county clerk. Uh, next, our Liberty and Prosperity teaching calendar. Uh, uh, thank you very much, uh, you, John DeMassey, for uh, buying a, uh, a sponsorship on that calendar. We, we needed $3,000. We, we, so far, we've gotten 2300 We need $700 more. Anyone who wants to either uh, sponsor it, uh, it's $100 for a business card size. It, it's uh, $500 for a half page. Uh, we need the project to pay for itself. And uh, also, for anyone who's listening on Saturday, today from noon to 7 p.m., there's a rally of a group called the Blexit, B-L-E-X-I-T. It's uh, affiliated with Turning Point USA. Uh, it's uh, addressed to the black community about shifting the culture, uh, ending the victimhood mentality, and take advantage of the opportunities that America uh, offers to uh, to black Americans and, and why black Americans have more opportunity, more wealth, more empowerment than uh, blacks in any other country in the world. And instead of complaining about what happened 300 years ago, how about uh, doing what we can to improve things? 
Um, and that's uh, sponsored by Nasha Parker of Egg Harbor Township, uh, the wife of Drew Parker. Uh, so it'll be music. It'll be a family-friendly event. Uh, it'll be at Tony Canale Park from noon to 6 o'clock tonight. And the details are posted on the libertyandprosperity.com website. Hey, you, you almost landed on time. <laughs> almost. Almost. Oh, all right, listen. About a minute late. That's all right. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Okay. Uh, and head over to the meeting at, uh, at, at, at Sal's Cafe at Groveland in, um, in New Road in Summers Point. Okay, Seth, thank you. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity, the website libertyandprosperity.com. I'm John DeMassey. More talk with a purpose. And we'll get started with the phone calls right after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC, Brokers International Financial services llc is not an affiliated company all right talk with the purposes the show let's get started with our phone calls we have john in ocean city john good morning welcome to talk with the purpose yes good morning uh, as far as zero uh, carbon is concerned we should be developing hydroelectricity that's not like a broken record or a magpie but hydroelectricity as uh, it came out of the great brain of nikola tesla which we let we left off uh, with the uh, advent of World War II and the discovery of oil in Saudi Arabia. And also, um, we, I know the Leaping Lizard of Cape May County and the Wood Road will have to find a new home, but we need to actually bring that, that gas line from the Poconos to the BL England generating plant. They'll have to rebuild that now since they blew it up. Uh, turn on the spigot to the uh, Keystone XL pipeline, et cetera. Uh, yeah, they say the nuclear fission creates too much waste byproduct, and don't put, our, don't put all of our eggs in one basket. That's all that is. But anyway... I want to bring up a country that's in Western Europe that's very similar to ours politically. Italy. Italy's in such socioeconomic and political chaos because their politicians suck. I wonder where that's... Uh, I wonder what countries like that, right? But anyway, there's, there's, there's brilliant advanced mathematicians and physicists over in Italy. It's a very advanced country technologically, really. And they created the, the most advanced... It, from 1948 until the 21st century, they developed the most advanced aerospace satellite systems called Leonardo Satellite System. Now, I had to be real careful about how I worded in the Google search engine to get my answer. I put, can Leonardo satellites alter computerized information from the ionosphere? See, the ionosphere is above our mesosphere. That's where the satellites are located. Yeah. So, Leo satellites are used for communications, military reconnaissance, spying, and other imaging applications. Now, spying is hacking. 
Now, to say that they can't, uh, if, you, if you don't have something written on paper, to say that they cannot alter, we're in the 21st century. We're not in the, we're not in the horse and buggy days any longer. It's gone. That, uh, the, 20, the 21st century is a new paradigm. It is what it is, man. I've got, and it's, uh, from the late 20th century into this century, we're, we're, we live in an uber-technologically uh, advanced world. It, it is what it is. It's not because uh, some tinfoil wearing kook from Ocean City said so. But anyway, um, uh, they can alter things from, uh, from the ionosphere. And also... This is according to uh, uh, the professor of computer science. Let me see. He's the professor of computer science and engineering at the University of Michigan. He's also the director of the Center for Computer Security and Society. He said electronic voting security is more easily hackable than people know. And he said that. Now, Dominion software is electronic. So is, is it unreasonable for the Republican Party to say paper ballots only? Paper ballots, you come in and you vote that day. We can, you know, bend the rules a little bit of your handicap or whatever, but basically come in that day and use paper ballots. It's not unreasonable to do that. No. And I'm bringing this up. Yeah, I'm bringing this up, too, because uh, I like Bobby Kennedy Jr. I, I, I like him. If he were elected as a uh, if he's a front runner for the Democrat Party and he were to be elected president, I would not lose any sleep worrying about my country. I wouldn't. I like the guy. But um, what's going to happen? See, he's a John Kennedy Democrat. He's a Robert Francis Sr. Democrat. He's not going to. He's not woke. He's not a woke Democrat, man. He's not. He, I mean, he says some things that are out there, but he's not a woke Democrat. He's not. He'd have to run a third party. If he does that, it would always end up being a monkey wrench running through the works for the, for the Republican Party. There's a lot of um, independents that would vote for him because they, they see the mess that the Republican Party is. And I'll tell you, the Republican Party needs to stop swinging mud. You know, or, you know I'm going to vote for either three guys. It's either going to be uh, President Trump. For a second term, it's going to be Ron DeSantis or Timothy Scott. Either either of those three guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good ones. Yeah, they're good ones. Yeah, I agree. Yep, I can't I can't vote Democrat because they're whack jobs, man. But um, <laughs> I know I'm preaching to the choir. Thanks for letting me call in. Okay, thanks, John. Thanks for the call. <laughs> they're whack jobs. I like that. <laughs> Talk for the purpose is the show. Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. I'm John DeMassey. We will get to Craig and Bob and maybe you at 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. That's the number here in the studio. We'll come back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. But first, it is rapidly approaching the deadline for nominations for Best of the Press. And yes, B.F. Mazio is, we'd like you to vote for us, nominate us, I should say, for best produce store and best gift baskets. The deadline is Monday, which means you have the weekend and you have Monday to nominate us for best of the press. B.F. Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. We started talking about artichokes last week, and that's one thing that you'll find at B.F. Mazio all the time. I mean, they are really... I mean, if you like artichokes, that's one of the few places you can find them, B.F. Mazio. They're really big, and when you cook them, they're they're really delicious. And really, I, I taught my niece and nephew how to cook them, so now they're going to have them all the time. But they got to go to B.F. Mazio. <laughs> <laughs> all the way from Gloucester County, but they'll do it, you know? That's what I'm saying. It is the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. You talk about the summer fruits, and now the Jersey tomatoes, I understand, are 
just coming out. They're a little bit late this year. So uh, Jersey tomatoes and, of course, all of the great summer fruits, they're all available at B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, and online at bfmazio.com. And don't forget, baked goods, prepared foods, it's all there. And this is especially a good time to pick up B.F. Mazio's prepared foods. Because do you want to cook in this heat? I mean, yesterday was unbearable. And so you just go to B.F. Mazio and you get a couple of dishes and you've got a few meals right there. It's it's all right there. B.F. Mazio, prepared foods, baked goods, uh, fresh fruit and produce. It's all right there at B.F. Mazio. 601 New Road, Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. Don't forget, nominate us for best of the press Best gift baskets and best produce store deadline is Monday. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey today becoming mostly cloudy. It'll be hot and humid with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm this afternoon. We could get some flooding downpours, hail and damaging wind gusts today with a high 96. Thunderstorms tonight, otherwise clouds breaking the low 72. And then a mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, pleasant, the high 85. I'm AccuWeather's Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we are back again on Talk With a Purpose. 609-407-1450 is the number here in the studio. We are going to talk to Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Well, i got to be quick because we got so much to cover here. Yeah, that's wow, right. Week. That's right. So uh, Joe will not pardon Hunter, according to Shirley Temple. <laughs> you know who's going to pardon him? Kamala. Yeah, well, that I would, that would make sense. Boy, oh boy. And, and Seth, that was very good about the Justice Department because, uh, you know, look, uh, Donald Trump uh, might get 460 years. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know. That's two lifetimes. I know they think he's Jesus. Boy, oh boy. But uh, I don't think uh, 460 years. No, people, we don't think he's Jesus. We think he's Moses. And and uh, Hunter gets nothing, right? Uh, well, of course not. And no, Hunter isn't going to get anything. And also, don't forget what they did. They tried to snooker that judge. Yeah. They tucked in a little dark thing in the back there, and then they handed it to her. That day of the trial, boy, yeah. was she smart. Yep. She outsmarted the fox. 
yep. over there at the Justice Department, you know, uh, uh, you were talking about JFK and say was John there right before us. But, you know, J- JFK Jr., he put in, uh, Robert Kennedy, he put in for Secret Service protection. Not that he would need it. There's no history with his family being assassinated. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the Justice Department, they reviewed that. They said, no, your uncle wasn't assassinated. Your father wasn't assassinated. And no, you don't need Secret Service protection. But Hunter, on the other hand, he can get, what was that, six SUVs. Yes. Yes. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I know you're right. Okay. So people, when Seth said about our Justice Department, look how upside down. I mean, this guy's got 27% of the Democratic Party for his campaign, and he doesn't need Secret Service protection. (laughs) There's something wrong with these people. The the country's upside down. Oh, yeah. No question. um, Seth, what they're talking about. And you people, I want to give you a new phrase now. We're going to call it mass compliance that's what your government wants for you mass compliance okay you saw it how we all shut down our businesses right we all got the shot yeah and then all of a sudden that shot man they're saying that uh climate change causes uh, blood clots not the uh not not the covid shot not the vaccine you see how our youth is dropping do you see the soccer star that just dropped yeah yeah okay right yeah okay um so here we are, because we're, we're, I'm going to be quick, and I want to give a little toast off to somebody. Um, there, did you see you hear about what happened over there uh, with the island of Hawaii where uh, the Obamas, okay, you know, they, they stopped seawalls in Hawaii, people, because, you know, of the erosion. And, you know, the environmentalists that the Obamas are, you know, they said that, that we were going to be flooded, right? So yes. they got to get to the seawall. And nobody else is allowed to have it but the privileged. So Obama's allowed to have a seawall. <laughs> but over there at, in Hawaii, they had a little something going on over there this week. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. No. no. I didn't hear about the uh, the chef uh, that was uh, paddleboarding. He drowned. Ooh. You didn't hear it about that? No, I didn't hear it. No. Oh, well, I got to tell it. you that, uh, you know, uh, listen, if if I disappear, if I get a little surgery, like, you know, a throat job like Joan Rivers and, I, you know, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I want you to do my eulogy. Oh, okay. okay? No, no problem. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, the chef died, but he was with somebody. And then usually, you know how you got the call? We got the call for, for uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Yes. Well, some of the stuff from the call has been taken out. That 746 called crucial information has been deleted. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. And then they had another assistant. Her name is Loretta. You know, the plane went down. Yes. Everybody else made it except for the Obama's assistant. So, I mean, I think we're going to have Michael... Uh, running for president. I mean, Michelle. I'm sorry. Obama calls her Michael sometimes, too. You know that. Barack. Does he not? Yes. Okay. I, I had a little slip there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. So, John, um, our bet, 
and I'm not going to – this is just in between here because I'm not done yet. Elon, uh, Elon Musk, mom said that the no, 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 no. So let me ask you a question. If Elon falls, that's double dinner, right? So we yeah. are going to be taking yeah. my boy down from Cape May, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, that's so right. you could ask Bob why he comes on after me. And then as I was walking down the, to the beach last week, and I got to tell you, what a wonderful couple. They're, they're paying a lot of money in Atlantic City for taxes, 16000 for property wow. taxes. Wow. A little house. I said, what do you get? Two trash cans uh, emptied out a week? Jeez. I said, because they should come and, you know, Simonize your car also for, for that 16000 yes. You know what that's called? They, they call that, ta- you know, eroding the wealth. Okay, of people. Yeah. Okay, in the state of New Jersey, taking the wealth from you. That's what they're really doing. Yeah. But she said, man, she was listening to us on the radio, John. You got quite a following, I got to <laughs> tell you. She goes, you know, I heard you on John's station, not, you know. And she goes, I, I got to tell you, it's we, we really like it. And then she showed me this picture of a boat of her son's. And, you know, it brought to my attention what Donald J. Trump did. So here her son has this magnificent boat with the American flag, and which will lead to my last comment. And, you know, she said that DeSantis wanted to get a picture with it, and her son felt that that would be, you know, not fair to Donald J. Trump because, let's face it, those boat rallies were inspired by not DeSantis, but by who? Donald J., Trump. That's right. Okay. Which leads me to my ending, and thank you for letting me go a little long. Okay. I'd like to say thank you to our New Jersey Coast Guard here in Atlantic County, who faithfully, tirelessly, day and night, go out to keep our oceans protected and our coasts protected. I think about you as you fly over. And I wish you all well and safety. Thank you again for keeping us safe. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for the call. Bob and Kate May. Bob, (laughs) I know you've been waiting a long time. Craig was was a little winded there. (laughs) Yeah, Craig Craig just cannot resist the the need to stick the needle in our guy to Santa. I know. Cannot resist it. So, So that's good. That's fine, Craig. But, you know, think about Plan B sometime and think about 2028. Because, you know what? The Republican Party, it's the Trump DeSantis wing. That's yeah. the reality. Yeah. Now, now, if you have no other option besides Donald J, if 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 you think he's going to live forever, if you think he'll be president and king forever, you go ahead and keep trying to throw mud on our guy. But the point is, there's been no one that's been more successful in implementing true conservative policies no governor's ever been tougher on illegals to the extent that they can that he could be no governor's been tougher on crime in this country on rioters it doesn't happen in florida on destroying the woke agenda on like taking on companies like disney who've gotten their way in florida for decades yes and trying to shove their their woke leftist agenda down the throats of parents and it goes on and on don't even have to you know the the covid response okay you know if you want to if you want a president that is going to be effective in implementing what we want i think the choice is very clear but you know what 
uh, as I've said before, I'm not going to cry if Donald Trump's the nominee because I think he, you know, we're all on the same team in terms of, of what we want for this country. Uh, many of the Republicans running are not. So that was getting me off my point. The point I was calling about is is the Hunter Biden situation here, the two-tier justice system. Uh, Hunter Biden, the arrogance of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Look, he deducted tuition for his daughter at Columbia University. All right. That is not a, you know, know, that's just one blatant example. The the Bidens violated their their rule for criminality. And that rule and, and Biden's brother, I believe, Jim, it was either Jim or the other brother told Tony Bobolinsky said Bobolinsky asked him, who was a business partner, he said, you know, aren't, aren't you guys worried about all this getting exposed? And reply was, no, we're not, because we we will always have plausible deniability. That was the term, plausible yes. deniability. Yeah. Now, where did they violate this? Well, well, the paper trail of the money. Yeah, you know, 170 suspicious activities reports. Okay, sure, they set up all these all these LLCs. 24 of them, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. Offshore, there are offshore accounts. It could be 50 to $100 million that, that they've taken in. Uh, but, but ultimately, the paper trail came back to them, and Republicans under, Jim, under James Comer are digging this up. It's coming to light now. Yeah. So, you know, they, uh, but, you know, We'll see. We'll see if they get nailed. I mean, yes, yeah. President Trump is is getting charged with library infractions, basically. The the, the National Archives and their and their records. Well, versus somebody that has has taken bribes for tens of millions of dollars, uh, he's getting away with it. If, yeah. If, if you if you leave it up to the Justice Department, you know, because look, this this. This hearing in Wilmington, and, and Craig brought this up. And you know, kudos to Craig. You know, we're, we're, we are on the same team, Craig. Believe it or not. But look, the Justice Department tried to bury this blanket immunity. Yeah. In a in a, in a you know in a, in, a, in in just in a, tons of paperwork. They didn't think the judge would pick it up, but man, she sure did pick it up. She did. So. Yeah. But but you know, again, it. It just, you know, the, 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 the prosecution was supposed to be adversarial to the defense team. Well, clearly they're not. You know, they're yeah, just not. Yeah. Uh, Bob, by the way, uh, in the next hour, uh, I'm going to tell a story, and it involves Ron DeSantis. You know, this thing that uh, this whole thing about uh, teaching slavery. Um, well, I'll tell you that my cousin called him a racist. And so, so I went, I went off on her, and I'll tell that story in the next hour. So, uh, I invite you to stay tuned for that. Yep, it's, sure uh, will. It's, right. it's good. Thanks for the call, Bob. 609-407-1450. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We'll talk to Lou after the break. Maybe we'll talk to you. And hour number one rapidly coming to a close. We'll have final thoughts after these words. 
When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, if you miss any of today's show... We have for you the Talk With a Purpose replay. And it happens every Sunday, 5 until 8, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Or you want to hear it again? Hey, that's great. 5 till 8 every Sunday, Talk With a Purpose replay right here. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to talk to Lou right now. Lou, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Good. Thank you, Lou. I, I... I just want to defend Seth Grossman. Everything he's saying is correct. I've been in the uh, independent power plant industry, the combined heat and power plant industry, and the renewable energy industry for over 25 years. Um, the R in renewable energy does not stand for reliability. And there's not a single project that is sustainable without our tax dollars funding the project. If it was profitable, the private sector would have done it already. It's ridiculous how these windmills are getting put up without any of us putting a vote on it. It's 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 crooked. These politicians need to start going to jail. They need to start getting tarred and feathered like our founding fathers used to do. Lord Murphy is forcing this down our throats, and people don't realize they think these smart meters are helpful and green. All they're going to do is shut your power down because Atlantic City Electric, PSE&G, Central Jersey Power and Light. No, they cannot sustain the electrical demand in our state on renewable energy because it's not reliable. Right. It's disgusting. And as far as uh, the two-tier justice, I'm with everybody. We need voter integrity laws. Whatever happened to the the poor girl who was on the news uh, um, talking about the Dominion County machines? You don't even hear her name anymore. No. No. You don't even hear her name. She's probably in Cotonou Bay. Yeah. And then right. border security, that should be number two for us all. And frankly, Obama's still running the country. I call oh. it the O-Biden. It's O-Biden. Yeah. Running. It's oh, yeah. Term. Oh, yeah. And I, I do think uh, politicians need to start going to jail. And I will never vote for a Democrat again. I am independent, undeclared. I don't call them Dem- Democrats anymore. I call them dumb-ocrats. 
<laughs> and Seth Frozen, I am going to do my best to meet you at Sales uh, Cafe Saturday morning. But my wife has two degrees. I have a degree and licenses. We're both working two jobs. We can't afford to buy food. It's, I, it's it, it really is. It really is. That you're right. You're right. Uh, that my I agree wife, with. My wife, God bless her. She's an RN. She's been put through hell with, since the pandemic. And to, to pay for people to stay at home while we all had to work, and she had to struggle to get 40 hours because during the pandemic there were no operations. It, 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 this, the, the double standards and hypocrisy in this country are disgusting. Oh, it is. It is. And Democrats, they should just change their party to the Communist Socialist Party. That's right. Not the That's right. People. That's right. You're, right. Anyway, You're absolutely right. God bless you all. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Good call. It's true. Now, this is just a simple thing. The other day, I went to buy tissues. And you think, well, they used to be, used to be $1.99. You want to know what they were now? Three fifty nine. <laughs> I mean, that's just one example. You could, you could... I mean, there's a slew of examples you could give. <sighs> Talk with a purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Hour number one rapidly comes to a close. It's in the books. Hour number two on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassi. Hour number two, Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassi. Good to have you with us. And as always, as you heard the man say, 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. So I have a dilemma. Do I start with what I want to talk about or do I start with David? (laughs) I'll start with David and then I'll get into what I want to talk about. David in California. David, good morning. Oh, John, don't make me start with you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, uh, you know, the issue of Trump is misappropriation of government funds. He was taking the mighty army of the United States and using it for his personal battles. And that used to be called the embezzlement. And when you start looking like that last caller, um, America was founded on taxation with representation. Yes. That we all pool our money in a pot to get a good sewage system, to get a good uh, fresh water system, yes. to get a library, to yes. get, you know, good roads and bridges. All of that, yes. And so when you have somebody, you know, power playing into management of our money, you know, that's kind of where the issue of conservatism starts. Do you want to give some leeway to a con artist? Uh, a con artist with endless ambitions? 
I mean, you could lose your money in, in, in 10 seconds with a guy like that. Well, David, and stop right there. Tell me what you're referring to specifically. What did he do to uh, use the money to uh, kind of get his own agenda? What were you referring well, to? <clears throat> giving over Middle East peace to Gerald Kushner cost billions and lots of billions, untold billions in many ways. But then given Jared Kushner control of COVID and calling it as a czar, I mean, America hates kings, right? And yeah. the czar is just another name for a king. And then that weasel goes in there and names his boy as a czar uh, to, to managing an epidemic, which ended up killing a half million people by the time Trump was out. And he was doing nothing but lying and vermectin and, and uh, light bulbs up your ass. These guys uh, cost America massive. And the idea that, you know, the previous caller was lying about solar. When you, if you know, just in... in well, how, how was he lying, David? I mean, he, he said he had 25 years in, in, in uh, energy. In that field. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's a thing called line resistance. And that means that if you push electricity 10 feet, it's going to get there pretty completely. But if you push it 50 miles, you're going to be lucky to have half of it. And the, the idea that if there are solar panels all over your neighborhood, all over your town, all over everywhere, then the line resistance hardly comes into play because the electricity is going 40 feet in order to get to your place instead of coming from 50 miles to a nuclear power plant or some crap. Uh, the, uh, the expense of putting away their junk and their expense of having to push it 50 miles instead of it going 50 feet uh, is part of the biggest con that there is and it's it's been interesting in the beginning but the more you learn about how that power is hogged they're like rich con artists that are hogging the electricity and then they're making the taxpayer pay higher and higher like you look at those people in texas that are well you're in 100 degrees out there today too right yeah that's right what you imagine 27 days of over 100 and uh, and your air conditioning bill is going to be a thousand bucks. Yeah, you know, if not upwards. Uh, and uh, the idea that there are people who uh, still deny that the polluters caused global warming, and that Donald Trump refused to believe it for four years, and he's caused Congress for another two years to ignore it. Uh, you're talking about some serious death of the planet kind of stuff, and these guys are not doing any infrastructure. They're doing zero planning. They're doing no representation with it. Taxation with representation. Right now, the rich power companies don't pay taxes. They get subsidies. They get the subsidy to push it 50 miles. And that's the other part of his lie, is, is that he doesn't talk about, like, when I first learned about this was 40 years ago, and I was taking a Master Gardener course, and they were talking about the electricity and, you know, if you had, like, a little solar in your yard kind of idea rather than having to have it pushed 50 miles. So they were talking about the subsidies to coal. And most people were paying about $0.08 cents a kilowatt hour at the time, $0.08, cents, you know, on your bill. And 
but it was really costing the taxpayers, uh, well, it was costing, in reality, 45 cents a kilowatt hour, minus your eight cents comes to what the, the subsidies to the power company were. So the idea that the uh, that America has been cheated by these big power companies, in other words, to dig up a mountain and toss this stuff, put it on a conveyor belt, put it on a truck, put it on a train, push it a thousand miles to get to a power plant, another conveyor belt, another train, uh, off barges, all kind of different ways of wasting electricity in order to push rocks a thousand miles to burn them. Now, that's kind of primitive, but it's also poisoning, polluting, and ruins mountains. And, uh, and the idea that uh, uh, America could have solar, wind power, all sorts of alternative energy sources, uh, uh, you know, to create this electricity, everybody would be able to get their gizmos taken care of, but it wouldn't be pushed 50 miles. And uh, and then the billing on pushing it 50 miles. If the taxpayers already paying, uh, uh, what is it, 38 cents in, uh, uh, off their taxes for subsidies for the pushing rocks from North Carolina to wherever, uh, you know, the idea that we the people should have better management. And these, oh, I know what it was, uh, that the coal companies who are getting the subsidies are still able to come up with a, 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 a PR campaign to say that they're the victims and, um, uh, and that solar is, um, you know, the, the only danger in solar is, is that every not, is using cheap wires. You know, in other words, if every house that's putting in solar and hooking up to each other shoulder to shoulder, if somebody starts using cheap wires, then you can burn down a section of it. Yeah, right? yeah. So every, if there's an acknowledgement of united we stand, divided we fall, don't use cheap wires. Okay, David. Uh, I mean, David, thanks, yeah. thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. I, I actually let David go. I mean, he was making somewhat sense. <laughs> 609-407-1450 is the number here. Talk with a purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. All right, I wanted to talk about this because uh, an incident happened the other day, and it has to do with my cousin. And if you remember, years ago, she lived with me briefly, and she was very critical of Donald Trump. And she said Joe Biden was a decent man and all of that stuff. Well, we've been cordial for the last couple of years. And when I see her, you know, it's hello, how are you? That kind of thing. But the other day, she really got she really got me going the other day. The situation was she began to talk about Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor. First, she said. He'll never be president. <laughs> okay. And then she said, do you see what he's doing in Florida? He's a racist. And that is when I lost it. Can you imagine? She said he's a racist. And just like that. And I lost it. I never yelled. I haven't yelled so loud. I didn't even yell at the Eagles in the Super Bowl that loud. So, 
goes to show you, I mean, she really pushed my buttons. I said, I'm sick of your liberal crap. And and it went on from there. And I won't really go into the uh, other parts of the conversation. But here is what she was referring to and what a lot of people are referring to. And a lot of people are saying, Rhonda Sanders is a racist. The liberal media is all over DeSantis. The state of Florida approved a new set of standards for teaching black history. And students at the state's public high schools will not learn that slavery was a benefit to some black people because it taught them skills. That is all that this particular standard is saying. Here is the language from the state standard. The instruction includes how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. That's all it said. What's wrong with that? But of course, of course, the liberals are having a field day. Even the vice president, like like she's black, she's not even black. She said, "This is the United States of America. How could how could slavery and benefits be in the same sentence?" Do you, do you understand what what they're doing here? They're twisting the words, and they're just condemning Ron DeSantis because he he said this. We don't want children to be taught that it's a sin to be white. And that's what a lot of this curriculum was before. Oh, it's a it's a sin to be white. Oh, you're white. Oh, well, you're you're privileged. Really? I don't think I'm privileged. And I've been white all my life. <laughs> so, uh, let me read, just read an excerpt. This is from Dr. William Allen. He is an African-American, and he is the co-developer of the new curriculum in Florida. He says, it was never said that slavery was beneficial to Africans. What was said, and anyone who reads this, will see with this clarity, it is the case that Africans proved resourceful, resilient, and adaptive, and were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit both while enslaved and after enslavement. Okay? That's what it said. Plain and simple. But, oh, there's, oh, there's, oh, he's a racist. And my cousin just falls right into that trap. John is in Ocean City. John, good morning. Yeah, just a warning for the people to think that communism is a good idea. It was actually the president of France, or France, Albert Lebron, who actually toured the Soviet Union during the time of the Holodomor, where Stalin starved 7.5 collect farmers to death. And he said, I, I'm going to put all the rumors to rest, all these lies, these, these so-called uh, facts about you know, Joseph, St- you know, Comrade Stalin doing these terrible things were all false. But what he did was he put a Penten village up. He had staged actors playing, taking apart the people who had already been starved to death. So they were fooled. And he said that, the, and they said people that lived in the Soviet Union, Saw the aristocrat and the poor per- and the poor alike standing in line for bread. 
That's what you get when you have communism take over. And there's always going to be poor. And being poor in America is different from being poor in other countries, okay? Have you got have you got a toilet that flushes and you have a shower head to shower under, you got food in your fridge, you're doing you have hot water coming out of your spigot, you're doing pretty dang good, man. Uh, regarding um Super Dave Osborne from California, um actually it was President Trump that wanted to stop Chinese nationals from from coming into uh America at, from two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty. And he was labeled a Sinophobe, that being anti-Chinese. But it's already come out in the wash that the uh, that virus, that uh, COVID-19 virus, was born hats in a Wuhan lab of virology in China. So that's that's all true. That's not phony or bogus. And also, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has shown statistics that I, ivermectin and hydro, hydroxychloroquine promoted in countries over vaccines had short-lived pandemics of not practically non-existent pandemics, and also um, the mortality rates were very low. And it was President Trump that was promoting hydroxychloroquine? So the guys, the, the dude needs to get his facts straight, man. He's, he, you know, I don't know where he gets his uh, ideas from. Uh, the Democrat Party, he's from he's from uh, Gavin Newsom, I guess. Where he gets his <laughs> ideas from. <laughs> you know? But we we had we had two. Uh, we were we made a mad dash to Berlin, not just to uh, divide east from west with the Iron Curtain, but also to get the information that the Nazi scientists had. We had Operation Paperclip, and they had Operation Osoviakim, and they had 2,500 uh, Nazi scientists. We had 1,600. But uh, the, 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 the Soviets were developing a thing called time-reverse wave technology, and it's kind of misleading because, really what you're doing is you're bending time. You're bringing the future to you is what you're doing. It's weird. But actually, the, the Nazis, uh, they had invented the first jet plane, which the silver bogle, the silver bird. And, that's the, and the, uh, the Russians, and we also got our jet technology from that. They got MiG, the MiG-15 was the first jet in the uh, air. And then uh, Chuck Yeager with his M1 X1 uh, jet, he broke the sound barrier. But anyway, they also, the, the Nazis were also involved with bending time. And they had invented something called the, um, oh, um, the Bell Daglaka. And Daglaka was was actually it was a it was a weapon of warfare, but specifically it was for time travel. And these people were very more advanced. I mean, the governments that the powers that be are actually fifty to hundred years ahead of us. And some say even two hundred years ahead of us. They keep us in the dark. We're the mushroom people. They keep us in the dark and they feed us bull. But um, <laughs> this idea that uh, that we're not supposed to know what's going on—it's a different day and age. We need to know what's going on around us. And the socialists, man. The socialists have nothing but, but disaster. The, the socialists have nothing but ideas of warfare. It's provable. The National Socialists of Nazi Germany and the Marxist Socialists of, of China and Russia have proven that they don't have the best plans for humanity. Just thanks for letting me call in again. Okay, thanks, John. Thanks for the call. Talk with the purpose of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. Al, Bob, and Craig in that order after the break, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Back here with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. I have a confession to make, and that is that my Lexus this morning did not start. <laughs> and I have... How many times have I told you, nothing goes wrong with these cars? Well, I think it's the battery, which happens to any car. But my car is parked at the Dunkin' Donuts across the street. And in order to make the show this morning, I walked 
from the Dunkin' Donuts to the studio. So I'm here. The show must go on. So afterwards, we'll call AAA and and get the tow truck and uh, do what we got to do. But Lexus of Atlantic City, listen, let's face it. Batteries die. Things happen with cars. But for the most part, and as I've said before, for the most part, nothing ever happens to these cars. Lexus of Atlantic City, of course, is what I'm talking about. It's at 3169 Fire Road in EHT and online aclexus.com. It is the golden opportunity sales event happening right now at Lexus of Atlantic City. And it will continue through Labor Day. And that's exactly what it means. It is a golden opportunity for you to drive a Lexus. They got special deals on everything. You name it, they've got it. It's SUVs, sedans, uh, sport vehicles, all kinds of vehicles at Lexus of Atlantic City. Again, 3169 Fire Road EHT. And you go online and see aclexus.com, aclexus.com. You'll see the inventory and you'll see new and pre-owned. Hey, you may want to go pre-owned. That's always an option. And that's what my niece did. And I mean, she bought a car that was uh, basically like three years old and it's like brand new. So you can see for yourself what one you like. I myself prefer brand new cars, uh, but you, of course, if you like pre-owned, you go pre-owned. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. Stop in, ask for Helen. She'll take good care of you, and you'll see. It's a very, very pleasant experience. It's not that uh, stuff that you get other dealers where you're there for six hours (laughs) buying a car. It doesn't happen that way. You're in and out. And it's done. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT, online at aclexus.com. Coming back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. I'm Seth Grossman for libertyandprosperity.com. Traffic backs up a lot on Atlantic Avenue and Margate and West Avenue in Ocean City these days. These streets now have only one lane of traffic in each direction instead of two. Woke Democrats in Washington and Trenton call this a road diet. They bribe towns to do this by paying for new streets. They want to punish people who use cars. They hate when Americans are free to drive where and when they want. They want us to live like we're in China. This is against our Constitution. But who complains when somebody else pays for something we want? That's why our federal government is now $31,000 billion in debt. Our dollar has less value each day. Learn the details and what we can do about it. Visit libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. Libertyandprosperity.com. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, one of the features that we have here on this program is (laughs) the on-demand. That's right. You Google John DeMassey podcasts and all of them come up. Do we hit over 200 yet, Chris? Close to 200, right? 200 shows. You can pick and choose whatever you want, and you just listen anytime, anywhere. It's it's just a great feature. You know, TV has the on-demand. We have on-demand and radio. John DeMassey podcasts and 184. Wow. Getting close to 200. 184 shows. <laughs> Do I remember what I did on show 97? <laughs> no. <laughs> So you just do that, and you can listen to any of our shows anytime. Let's go back to the phones. Al in Corbin City. Al, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. 
How are you doing this morning? Good. How about you? Good. Uh, I. Hello. Hello. Al. What happened? I don't know. Is he still there? Yeah. Must be. Uh, put him on hold, Chris. Yeah. Put him on hold, and then we'll come back to uh, Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose again. Hey, John. Uh, so, look, David made made our point here about the wind turbines. You know, uh, they're going to be positioned 100, 200 miles from the ultimate usage. And, of course, it's inefficient. You know, thanks for, for doing that, David. Yeah. Solar, solar, solar panels. I, I have solar panels at a rental house in Rehoboth Beach. And, yeah, I do save a little. I do save money on that. That, that is correct. You know, they do work. However, a lot of things people don't know about solar panels about okay, in, in, in a private home. One, what happens when you need to replace a roof? You have a big problem. Yes, you do. I mean, a big, big problem. Yeah. Two, two, your framing. Is your framing strong enough structurally mm, to support yeah. them? Okay. Yeah. That's that's not always the case. These things weigh a lot. Two or three, <laughs> when you put a new roof on, these things need to be fastened to your roof. Now, I have to say, I don't have roof leaks because of the solar panels. They probably have the, the correct method for not for not doing any damage to the integrity of your roof. Okay, I have to admit that. However, I would still worry, you know, when you fasten something, you are driving a nail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's one thing. Now, final thing people don't know about here is you've got these solar companies, okay, they, they sell you a 25-year lease, which I did not buy. I would never have installed solar panels. I think they're very, very ugly, for one, more than anything. Uh, but a 25-year lease is, is signed, and it is tied to the deed. So it transfers with ownership. And if you, as a new owner of this solar panel house, if you don't like these things, well, guess what you have to do? If you want to remove them before that lease is up, you have to pay up in full. Oh. So every month I, I pay $123 and to this solar company for the lease. And, you know, I, I, as I said, I do save money. I, I probably save 70 to $100 a month in, in electricity cost, probably. I, I don't know for sure. But the point is, if I ever wanted to remove these things, guess what? I'd have to pay for the full balance, the full balance. Ooh. Not get any of the benefit, but pay the full balance. So there, there's a lot of things that that people need to think about with, with these solar panels. Uh, now, getting to DeSantis here <laughs> and and the, the, the racism that he's accused of, well, yeah. it's the typical left-wing yeah. uh, propaganda that yep. the media and these leftist politicians engage in. They take one, a couple words, they twist them, they distort them, and they come up with a big lie. Yeah. So... What DeSantis did in Florida, he put an end to racism. The racism was critical race theory. Yes. Where you have children, you have private private businesses forcing, compelling white people 
to admit that start of these training sessions, you have to admit that you are implicitly racist, that you have a genetic defect, that you are evil, yes. and you have to apologize for people of color, even though you, you may be the, the, the yeah. biggest, you know, non, non-racist person in the world. You're still evil because you're white. So, so this is what DeSantis has put an end to. Yes. And I haven't seen any other governor in, in the country that has done that. So kudos to Ron DeSantis for doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Bob. And thanks for the okay. call. Thanks for the, the second call. Do we want to try Al again? He's not there. Okay. Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose again. Well, good morning again. And and good morning, Bob. Uh, listen, I just want to say I heard Bob and... You know, when he said, I've only Donald Trump in my mind for president in the future in 2028, that's a long way down the road, don't you think, John? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't think that uh, Matt Gates is uh, being groomed or anything, do you? No. Oh, how about Jim Jordan? No. Okay. And then Tim Scott, you know, if he becomes Donald Trump's vice president, he would make a great president? Well, I, I, I do like him. I do like him. Okay. So let me just say this, and, and in reference to uh, what DeSantis said about the black thing, and I grew up in a multicultural environment. Yes, I know. Okay, so, and and lived with black people, Asian people, white people, we all got along. Yeah. And, and so what I think people aren't understanding, you, yes, they did learn a trade, however... They learned the trade like I learned how to milk cows. Yeah. Didn't I? Did yeah. I learn how to milk cows? Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> okay. So now, let me ask you a question, John. Did I want to milk cows? No. Did I have to milk cows? Yes. Did I have to get good at milking cows? Yes. And if I didn't milk the cows fast enough, what would happen to me? Uh, you would get the merits. Thank you. And then <laughs> how many demerits would I get that I wouldn't be able to go anywhere to see my girlfriend? Uh, a lot. Three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if my bed had a wrinkle in it, one demerit. Yeah. Slow milking, a demerit. Late yeah. for school, demerit, yeah. bad school. Okay. My point being is, of course, they got good because that weight over them made them good at that trade. That's right. Okay. So that really was, you know, you know, it's, they, they weren't being whipped, but what? You had to get good. That's right. You got whipped. That's right. So that's not really what DeSantis should be saying. Okay? That, in my view. That's all. Okay? And, and yes, the black people did learn a lot of great trades. And then the white people took those trades away from them, okay, when they moved industry out of the cities. Well, that's and true. And I'll leave you with that. That's true. Well, that's true. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for the call, Craig. All right, we got Al back. Al, good morning. Welcome back. Hi, how you doing? I wanna, I just want to say something about solar. I have solar in my house. Yeah. Okay, and you have to be sure, do your due diligence and check your company out. I went with a company that's been around for like 75 years. Um, they When they, they inspected my house, they went in the attic, looked at all my uh, structurals to make sure they would uh, carry the weight. And... You know, I like having an electric bill of $6, okay? I would take that. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's what I just, my, my last bill for last month 
was six dollars and my air conditioning never stops in the house and my, my wife works a different shift from me my son works a different shift from me and i work a different shift so you know and it's not fair for one person to have air conditioning in the house and not the other yeah so but my bill came in and this is the second bill i've gotten from them was six dollars okay and you do your due diligence and make sure that you know you got the right com- company doing it uh by the way Yes, my roof needs to be, number one, they would not put my, uh, I, it took me a couple of years to get it on because they wouldn't put it on my roof because the roof wasn't, uh, done, you know, needed to be replaced. I, I mean, I know, I built the addition, so, I, and it was 25 years old, the, uh, um, the roof was 25 years old. So, you know, it, I, I, you know, I am not pro, uh, I, you know, this idea of uh, global warming is, is bull. It's nonsense. You know, I mean, I've been around almost 70 years, and I've seen as hot as this and even hotter. Uh, and I work in a kitchen, so I know, remember when now it's hot. Yeah, okay? yeah. And, and so, you know, and this windmills, now that part, I will agree with it, is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my mind. Yeah. How are you going to put, if something goes wrong with them, in the middle of a storm, okay, yeah. how are you going to go out there and fix them? <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. You're not. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, if it's on land, you know, you've got a, a decent chance. But when that o- ocean, 10 miles out, I've been out there, when, uh, you know, when it's gotten rough, you better get your butt in the ground back, in, uh, back on shore or else you're sinking. That's right. You know? That's right. You know, it's, it's, I think it comes back to this. Common sense. Yeah. Okay? And you know, it, it, it doesn't make. And now, and, and just think of all how we have a nuclear plants that we're trying to close down. When that's the cleanest form of energy there is, ah, uh, you know, I, I think I, I think it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I feel sorry for my daughter. Uh, my daughter said to me the other day, she's not going to have children. She says, I, I just can't bring kids up in this world the way it is, and I don't blame her. I have a wonderful day. You too, Al. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I I thought about that. And I'm not one for boats. I mean, my friend had a boat and he would take me out and sometimes he would go in the ocean. And even when it was relatively mild, you know, with his size boat, it was rough on the ocean. So imagine in a storm, you got to go out and fix the windmill. <laughs> okay. Oh, talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. 609-407-1450. Don't forget State Senator Vince Palestina. He represents Atlantic County, and he's going to be with us at 11 o'clock this morning. So uh, we got a lot to talk about with him. We have uh, Greg on the line. We'll talk to him after the break, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Back with more Talk with the Purpose after these words. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. 
For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. Want to save money in these inflationary times? Write this number down, 855-910-1246, 855-910-1246. Text your number to that number, and you'll be part of BF Mazio's Text Message Club, where you'll receive specials and coupons that will save you money. BF Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Gift baskets, catering for all occasions, and more. 601 New Road, Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Turning cloudy, hot, and humid this afternoon. Couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm hanging out. Could bring flooding, downpours, hail, and damaging wind gusts. High 96. Clouds breaking with a strong thunderstorm this evening. Could bring some damage. Humid, low 72. Not as hot tomorrow with times of clouds and sunshine. High 85. And Monday, a stray morning shower. Partly sunny, high 87. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose. Again, if you want to email me during the week, jdadv1 at comcast.net. jdadv1 at comcast.net. And, of course, you can always like us on Facebook. Our Facebook address is at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And that's our show, Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Greg and Abseek. And Greg, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. This is Massey. Good morning. Morning, sir. I hate taking steps backward, but we've been dealing with a third rail for over 200 years, pushing whatever we wanted to move in. We could also feed the same thing. So if we had cars that needed charging, rather than charging stations, have a rail in the road, where they would be charging the car as it moved and was using the electric. Yeah. To me, the way we're going, it's like stepping back into the Black Ages, you know, medieval times. It's crazy. You you mean with these electric cars? (laughs) Yes. And then how are we going to feed them? Yeah. By building... Charging stations. Uh, you, I mean, you know, it, it's insane. It's it's coming, Greg. It's it's, it's, it's like it's, going back to uh, how did you feed the horses or house them? <laughs> you had stables for them. <laughs> you didn't have to park them in your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing. Yes. Everything that we deal with today is presented to us with bows on it already in work solved and we're going to live with it it reminded me of comedians or a comedian growing up he was always behind the eight ball yeah yeah as far as i'm concerned that's where we're at all the time because everything we're presented with is already in motion yeah like this green deal yeah yeah that's right our schools everything that we deal with daily is already resolved for us by the people in charge. Yeah. And you wonder, how how can that 
constantly be happening. It's really a simple problem that disappeared. There was a time the president or anyone else couldn't sign a piece of paper that the press didn't know about it, and they were talking about it, and the senators and the congressmen were out on the front steps of the Capitol raising hell about what was going to happen. Yeah. So all of it was before. All the conversation would take place before what was going to happen happens. Yeah. None of it does now. You mean like All Murphy? All is like, dead silence. Yeah. Well, it's from uh, himself all the way down the chain. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, Murphy signed a bill that switched the tax break from the wind turbines from us to the Orsted. Now, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exa- a clear cut example of what you're talking about. Right. Well, it's never going to change. No, yeah, because well. the one ingredient that really disappeared, it doesn't exist anymore. That's the media. Yeah, yeah. they're gone. Yeah, they, because they, they there were. was a time when it was independent and it didn't care if it was Republican or Democrat, blue or red. If it was right or wrong, good, bad, or indifferent, it was printed. Right. Where it was discussed before it ever happened. None of that takes place anymore. No, no, it doesn't appear to. And, uh, Greg, thank you for the call. Good call, as always. DJ in Summers Point. DJ, welcome to Talk of the Purpose. How are you doing today, John? Good. How about you? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, just called to mention a few weeks ago when this uh, Hunter deal was announced. I, didn't I mention to you this thing might be nixed by a judge? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. Because, you know, uh, judges have a responsibility to be able to explain it to the general public, you know, that it was a fair deal, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And this wasn't really a fair deal. No. no. Everybody said it. Yeah. Everybody said it. Yeah. Uh, you go back and you look at uh, famous people, and, and Hunter Biden is famous people. He's a celebrity, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Famous and celebrity people have gone to jail. Yeah, they have. I mean, uh, Pete Rose went to jail for a lot less. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. A little chump change that he didn't claim. Yeah. Uh, signing autographs and stuff. Yeah. At the same time, he paid almost $2 million in taxes, but he still went to jail for yeah. a month. Yeah. So you just, you just got to laugh at times. And even, you know, like, remember uh, that uh, Helmsley woman? Yes. Yes. Queen of Mean? Yes. All the money she had, she still went to jail. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, you, you got to be fair. <laughs> and I'm getting tired of hearing this was a Trump-appointed uh, uh, judge. Well, she was. Hey, presidents appoint yeah. and, and nominate for judgeships. Yeah. At the federal level. Yeah, they do. But who approves them? Do they just go sit right on the bench and start hearing cases? No. Who has to approve them? The Senate. Yes. Yes, right. That's right. So blame the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The Delaware senators who were sitting at the time approved her nomination. Yeah. So everybody on that, shut up. That's the press. Yeah. 
you, that is the press. You know, you notice, you notice <laughs> this one thing. They never say it was an Obama appointed judge or it was a George Bush appointed judge or it was somebody else. But if it was a Trump appointed judge, they always say it was a Trump appointed judge. Absolutely. And the thing is, judge, judge appointments are even in the state level are ran by the state Senate in New Jersey. You get you get nominated for superior court judgeship, say, in Cape May County or Atlantic County. Yeah. You just don't go sit on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You right. have to be approved That's by the right. state Judiciary Committee and then a vote of the Senate. That's right. So if something goes wrong, in your opinion, don't be, you know, don't really yell at the government. Yell at the Senate. Maybe they didn't do a, a background check or they didn't go into this person's credentials enough. Yeah. But it happens at not only the federal level, but it does happen at the state level. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. It should be interesting. Thanks for the call, DJ. Appreciate it, as always. Bill in Ocean City. Bill, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, John. How you doing? Uh, I was I was wondering. Um, Hunter Biden lived in Delaware. Yes. When all his tax evasion occurred, and his daddy could pardon him for any federal tax crimes he gets convicted of, but could the state of Delaware prosecute him for tax evasion? The question is: Has Hunter violated any? state laws in any of our 50 states because that's how they try to go after trump yeah in new york they, they go at the state level because he couldn't pardon himself while he's president yeah so you know daddy can take care of the federal things but you know you should look closely at what hunter's done and everywhere he's committed crimes and see if any state laws apply to that i, I am sure that Hunter has left the trail a mile long of violations <laughs> in many states because, right. I mean, he's he's a drug addict and he's all, all kinds of other things. Uh, sure. I mean, his life is just a mess. But uh, so, yeah, I would think that they're, if, if they wanted to find it, I think they could. But I don't I know agree. if they had. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, <laughs> now they're trying to hide the crimes of someone <laughs> yeah. who's actually committed them instead of trying to find crimes for for an innocent man. Yeah. And that's how people see it. Yeah. It's obvious. Yeah, it, it is obvious. But but uh, we'll see what happens with this thing. Uh, it should be interesting because uh, the judge didn't, didn't agree to it, so they got to go back to the drawing board. Bill, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Mary and Marlton. Mary, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning. Um, New Jersey is a state where the governor signed executive orders that would make New Jersey totally reliant on renewables by 2035. So here I'm asking myself, listening to the callers on solar, in the future, let's say I don't have solar panels, and uh, they start throttling back the the coal-powered plants and the wind turbines aren't turning. Will I have access to power? And also, what happens to schools? What happens to hospitals? Or let's say I have a second home. Will the state government tell me, well, guess what? You only have so many energy credits and you can't go to your second home this weekend because you ran your your uh, energy in your primary residence. This is so much bigger than just the wind turbine. Boy, that's will, true. Yeah, that's good. Good will, points. Yeah. Will yeah. Ocean City be guaranteed the energy for the wind turbines that will be off their coast? Probably not. But if they're not guaranteed that energy, why would someone who owns solar panels, which I'm subsidizing through my energy bill, why would they be entitled to the energy that 
they are generating. Just questions. I know you have a guest coming on. I'd like to know what he's going to do about these executive orders or if there's anything that can be done. Yeah, good good questions, Mary, and thanks for the call. I, I would tend to think that if it gets to that point, then I, I really don't – are we having the same country that we have now? So if it gets to that point, I would think that if people say, oh, well, you can't go to your second home in Ocean City because you don't have electricity, then maybe uh, Ocean City would step in and say, wait a minute, we're losing tourism. So I, I, I don't know that it would get to that point. But it is a, a valid question. And uh, we will definitely uh, ask Vince Palestina that uh, coming up at 11 o'clock. And he is coming up at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, Atlanta County State Senator Vince Palestina here on Talk With a Purpose. We have uh, Bill in North Carolina. And maybe we'll have you after the break at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Talk With a Purpose is the show. And we will have more after these words. Joe Yankovic is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yankovic has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness spend or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Back here on Talk with a Purpose, 609-407-1450. Again, Vince Palestina, Atlantic County State Senator. Uh, he's coming up at 11 o'clock this morning, so stick around for that. 609-407-1450, Bill in North Carolina. Bill, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning, John. <clears throat> morning, John. Morning, morning. How you doing? Very good. Um, I just wanted to respond to some of what Dave had to say. Uh, an earlier caller has already set him straight on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and Bobby Kennedy. But in terms of uh, his comments on fossil fuels, oil and coal made this nation wealthy. Yes. It allowed us to build the infrastructure we have that he's also criticizing. Being able to move those silly rocks around is testimony to our highway system. And moving that oil around is testimony to a huge pipeline system. These are the things that give him the affluence and ability to criticize others instead of building a nation. In response to his trying to frame my home state as some sort of East Coast polluter, he needs to get his facts straight because the most coal in this nation comes out of the state of Wyoming. Well, it's not West Coast, it's out there close. Like most progressive ideas, 
He wants to spend other people's money because (laughs) nobody's going to argue that solar panels create electricity and then that that can lead to a savings in the amount of electricity you have to buy each month. But this utopian vision he has of every house shoulder to shoulder covered with solar panels, where does the money for that come from? Because it's tens of thousands of dollars to have those panels put in. Whether it's the model described by, I believe it was Bob earlier, where you're leasing it from a company and somehow obligating the next owner of your home to this long-term lease, or you're laying out forty or $50,000 for the panels up front in order to gain a hundred and some dollars per month in savings, there's still a huge outlay. There's not the infrastructure or the money to put solar panels on every home in this nation and suddenly wire them up shoulder to shoulder as yeah. if the leakage of electrical resistance in the lines is the problem this country has. Last point on the subject, if this utopia were reasonable, why isn't the great state of California the model? Why aren't they wired up with solar panels, home to home, shoulder to shoulder, as he said? Yeah. Setting an example for the rest of the nation where we couldn't resist it, where we'd say, well, look, they've got round the clock power and it doesn't cost them anything. Let's all do that. But no, instead, his state has squandered some of the greatest national resources this country had to offer and is deep in debt instead while they're not solving the energy problem. Yeah. They're a mess anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. In, in so many ways. And instead, the Democrats want to put forward their governor who's helped to ruin that state as a presidential candidate. Yeah. Oh, he he is. He has definitely ruined that state. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. Bill, thanks a lot for the call. And thanks for refuting. Uh, you did it better than I could <laughs> when it comes to solar energy. 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. That's the number here in the studio. It's Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Just a, a note here. Did you see there was a naked lady on the famous 405 highway in San Francisco? Well, where else would you expect this to be but in San Francisco? There was a naked lady. She was out in the middle of the 405. She was naked and she had a gun. And she was shooting at cars. (laughs) Only in California. So they arrested her and they didn't charge her with anything yet. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Maybe indecent exposure. (laughs) And if you saw her, uh, thanks to Kevin for sending me that video. There she was. She's just kind of walking along and cars are stopping and she's shooting. And I I can't believe that. Maybe we'll see that one day in Atlantic City. Who knows? <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. Really, you can't. But if you could go on the Internet all day and, and search for stuff like this, it, it would it would be really an, an interesting uh, way to go about it. Uh, uh, just an, a word on this. Another week, another Trump indictment. Uh, yeah, okay, it was. Uh, Donald Trump faced new charges Thursday in the case of him illegally possessing classified documents. See, they figure if they keep piling on, they keep throwing stuff against the wall, something will stick. Allegedly, he asked a staffer 
to delete camera footage at his Florida estate in, in, in an effort to obstruct the federal investigation. The indictment states that between June 2022 and August 2022, Carlos de Oliveira, he's a property manager at Mar-a-Lago, he did corruptly destroy and mutilate and concede documents located at Mar-a-Lago. Can you imagine? I mean, this is... this. I, I just I just don't understand. They, they just keep piling on. You figure one of these things has to stick. Um, this is a notable shift in the prosecution's approach to Trump's case. So now they're charging him for retaining the document. <laughs> I, what is it with these documents? I, I mean, and I've heard people on The View, oh, Oh, he just just recklessly capes these documents and their national security. And how could he do this? By the way, by the way, uh, and, and Chris, you'll be familiar with this. Jason Aldean is a, a country singer, and he just put out this uh, song that won't happen in a small town. So the people on The View decided that they would uh, vilify him for putting out that song. So guess what Jason Aldean did? He's suing the entire view. He's suing Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, and all of the others for defamation of character for $40 million. I hope he wins. And I hope ABC has to pay that. Because that's another one. I I am definitely sick of that. (sighs) Well, we move on. Talk with the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Coming up, Vince Palestina, state senator representing Atlantic County. We'll talk to him about a variety of things that they're on the table. So stick around for that. And, of course, you'll take questions at 609-407-1450. Hour number two, Talk with the Purpose in the Books. Hour number three with Vince Palestina coming up. You know what we say. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Our number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We are pleased to have with us as our guest this hour, State Senator Vince Palestina. He is our senator from Atlantic County, and he is on the line with us. Welcome, Senator Palestina, to the program. Good morning, John. Great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on. Great to talk with you and your listeners. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. All right, you want to get the tough one out of the way first? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, so here's what I understand. 
that you and Claire Swift and Don Guardian voted for Phil Murphy's budget. So the first question is, is that true? And why did you vote for it? Yeah, so uh, both years, actually, both years that we have served, uh, the three of us, Don Guardian, Claire Swift, and I did vote in favor of the state budget. Uh, You know, the governor proposes a budget in February each year, and then the legislature gets it, moves through the legislative process, and ultimately the legislature adopts a budget in, in June of each year, which, you know, hopefully then the governor signs. So. You know, it's uh, uh, the criticism has come on the amount of spending, and certainly, you know, if, if it were a Republican budget or, you know, Republicans were in control or we had a greater role in crafting the budget, certainly we would produce a different document than what ultimately was adopted. But, you know, I think on balance, you have to look at the impact of the budget on the residents of Atlanta County. And so we looked at the budget both years and determined that on balance that, you know, first of all, the budget was going to pass with uh, with the Democratic votes they have in the legislature. So you're looking at a situation where the budget was going to pass regardless of what we did. Uh, and we looked at whether the bu- we thought the budget was good for the people of Atlanta County. And on balance, both years, uh, given, you know, the property tax relief program that has been initiated, obviously property taxes in this state have been a burden for people for so long and the anchor program finally gave them some relief started the conversation about property tax reform the additional education funding coming to atlanta county you know 47 million dollars this year is going to have a huge impact on our educational system and hopefully allow some of our municipalities to uh, lower the property taxes in these various towns we also got a restoration of some of the energy receipts taxes you know statewide that state was previously taking and you know, not giving back to municipalities we had a restoration of 75 million last year another 75 million this year and so there were a number of uh, areas not even talking about some of the local projects which uh, we'll get to but uh, just a statewide perspective on the budget no tax increases no fee increases a lot of money coming in from the federal government of course as a result of the pandemic and covid uh, so the budgets were higher than they ordinarily would have been but on balance decided that the these budgets were were a good document for the people of Atlanta County and going to result in some structural changes and you know more support for municipalities hopefully lowering the property taxes and on balance uh, decided the right thing would be to vote for the budget so then you you looked at this thing and i would think that uh, you figured that you're getting something in return, at least your residents, Atlanta County, uh, they're getting something out of this. Is that true? It is true. And uh, I think you've seen uh, my focus since I've been there, John. It's a little less than two years now. You know, last year, there were only three Republicans in the legislature that voted in favor of the budget, the three of us here in District 2. This year, there were nine. And so you've seen, you know, you saw a little increase in Republican support this year. Um you have seen me here in Atlantic County, Don Claire and I, we, you know, we know that gaming is kind of at its limit. You know, we're going to do everything we can to protect the existing properties in Atlantic City. But obviously our area has been way too dependent on tourism uh, for too long. You know, that when we had a monopoly in gaming and you saw the expansion of gaming in Atlantic City, and we had all those jobs. Everything was good here. But when we saw the competition in Pennsylvania, you know, start, and now we're going to get competition in New York, we know that gaming is not going to be a driver of our economy here in South Jersey moving forward. So 
you have seen the focus of us here and now in Atlanta County on three major pillars, Stockton University, Atlanta Care, and the Aviation Research Park, because we need to diversify this economy. We need to create other opportunities in this in the, our area. And so we have gotten record funding for Stockton University both last year and this year. We got uh, $10 million for Atlanta Care this year and this year's budget. We got uh, $5 million in last year's budget for the Aviation Research Park building. Um, we're working with the EDA to get the, the final uh, money needed of $8 million to build the second building at the Research Park. And so our focus here in District 2 has been to, to figure out how we can make investments in these areas, specific areas, with Stockton, Atlantic Care, and the Aviation Research Park, to create different opportunities and to diversify this economy, create jobs and get people to work. Because if we don't do that, when New York gaming and that competition hits and our gaming industry in Atlantic City is affected, uh, we're in some, for some tough times. We lived through it in uh, 2007, 2008, when we saw the competition come on in Pennsylvania. And we're going to go through a similar thing if we don't figure out ways to yeah. invest in this area. And so those were the three areas that we really focused on. You know, there are some other things like the uh, pet project of mine, the old uh, area by the Shore Mall and Bradley Shopping Center, old Bradley Shopping Center that, you know, we're going to move that traffic signal. We're going to provide a direct access to the Garden State Parkway. And so there are other individual projects that we have gotten funded through the budget uh, and, you know, very, very fortunate that we have been able to work with the administration, work with our colleagues in the legislature to see some real investment in Atlanta County. Uh Vince Palestina is our guest, State Senator Vince Palestina, representing Atlantic County, and he is here. And uh, we'll take some questions, 609-407-1450. It's Talk With a Purpose. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And uh, the senator is here and, again, ready to talk to us at 609-407-1450. All right, let's talk about another sore subject, <laughs> the wind turbines. What's the uh, What's the status on that? I know last time you were on, uh, you had developed a survey, um, kind of getting a feel of what people felt about it, and it's just widespread opposition. Uh, what the, what's the status on that now? <laughs> and you've seen, John, that offshore wind is an absolute mess. Um, just now, you know, litigation all over the place. Like Cape May County's got a lawsuit trying to prevent the, uh, the the one down there. There was another lawsuit filed yesterday about these tax breaks given to Orsted. Uh, Orsted is actually suing the city of Ocean City over, you know, some road openings that they need. It is just a tangled mess of litigation of increasing costs. And, and uh, something now that I don't even think is sustainable the way things are going. You saw, you know, the last day that we were in session in the legislature, you know, one of the deals that Orsted made with the Board of Public Utilities was to get a very high price for these offshore renewable energy credits, about $98 a credit, you know, in exchange for uh, giving any tax breaks at the federal level or state level back to ratepayers. And the last day of the legislative session, Orsted uh, was successful coming back to the legislature and diverting about a billion dollars, which would go to you and I and all of your listeners, you know, in the form of uh, subsidies for rates, because uh, offshore wind is going to be so much more expensive, you know, about three times more than traditional energy. That money was supposed to go to us. Orsted made a deal with the BPU for the money to go to us. And at the very last minute there, they went back to the legislature and got the, some of their friends in the legislature to divert that money to them. It is a foreign company 
They're, in some cases, they are bringing workers in for, um, overseas to build these things. There's a ton of opposition, of course, to you know what they're doing and the costs associated with it. And when you're thinking about a billion dollars more after they have gotten all this money from the BPU and from the state to divert another billion dollars from ratepayers over to a foreign company just is not right. And so it is a tangled mess of yeah. litigation, opposition, uh, and just a, a cluster right now where it stands. Do you think this will ever happen? I, everything I hear is that the, potentially the first one will happen, which is the one off the coast of uh, Margate and Ocean City, which is uh, you know, proposed for like 15 miles off the coast. But it sounds like that may be the only thing that happens, if anything happens. I think you know you got to see how this litigation plays out. Defend Brigantine Beach and uh, protect our coast. Yesterday, sued over the legislation I just mentioned to divert the money from the B, from yeah. uh, ratepayers of the BPU. And so there's just uh, there's a lot of litigation that's got to play yeah. out. And obviously, you know, Joe Biden's inflation and everything that has caused the cost to go up I, that's not getting any better. And so I think it's very questionable. Um, but we'll have to see how things play out over the next few months. Are there more rallies and demonstrations? Do you know of? <clears throat> there are rallies and demonstrations all the time. So I don't know. Obviously, there was a hearing this week, a lot of opposition that uh, that was there. I, we don't have any that we have planned on our DACA. But, of course, Congressman Van Drew has been a leader in this, Cape May County. And so we're unquestionably going to see more rallies and more you know, public events to try to educate people about what is going on and what the ultimate costs are going to be. That's the real you know, question that many of us have been asking. What is the ultimate cost of everything you are doing? Uh, and we can't get straight answers on it. So I think until we get clarity and we get, you know, them giving us the answers that we are looking for, you're absolutely going to see more rallies and more questions and more uh, public events as- associated with offshore wind. Okay, Senator, we have some people who want to talk to you. Uh, Linda in Apsikan. Linda, you're on with Senator Vince Palestina. Uh, good morning, John. Good morning, Senator. Good morning. Good morning, Linda. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And, yeah, you're hey, right. I guess you really... I'm sorry? I said Vince, please. I've known you for a long time. Uh, yeah, well, Vince, uh, I, I, I know you know. You can't imagine what the cost overruns are going to be on this project, depending on how far it goes. Uh, the windmills, that is. But, Vince, yep. I, I heard you discussing uh, educational funding. So, and this is uh, really a thorn in my side. So, uh, educational funding. So, for whom? So, so we have it for Stockton. But, but my thought is this, Vince, and and, and you would end up um, a, a rock star if uh, you could do anything, because you know that we have an attorney general who's waging a legal battle over transgender policies in public schools, and and we know what's going on in public schools, and it's totally unacceptable. And I know you and your wife are amazing parents, and I have to compliment you on how you're schooling your children. So I said all that to say that... Oh, you're welcome. And and I, I said all that to say this... How can we get, because, I mean, young families, I mean, they need their paychecks bigly. And uh, how can we get some of this uh, educational funding into to their hands so that they can send their children to schools that suit them because public education ain't delivering? Thanks. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Linda. Anytime, Linda. Thanks. Yeah, I think, uh, obviously, 
you know, the, the way that we fund the public educational system in the state has been a problem and uh, continues to be a problem for people being able to raise a family here, be it seniors to be able to stay here. And so you know, the additional funding from the state is, uh, again, continuing the process to get property taxes in the state under control. In terms of the, you know, whether it's public education, private education, I think one of the things you have, we have seen, you know, is really a, a lot of dialogue, a lot of communication uh, related to getting parents more involved in their children's education. I think that is one of the things, as Linda said, we have, you know, you've really gotten away from as people have gotten busier and busier trying to put food on the table, provide for their families. They're just, parents are just not able to be as involved in their children's education. So I think when you're talking about education, we have got to get back to uh, more parental involvement, you know, more they're being able to, you know, be involved on the, the children's day-to-day education, uh, making sure we're reinforcing the education when they go back home. That's how we all grew up, and I think that's what we need to figure out a way to get back to. So I think, you know, it goes with all of the educational systems and, you know, the ability for people to, to, to make choices related to their children's schooling. You know, one of the things here is that Children are, are, must go to schools based on where they live. And if you would give parents more opportunity and more decision-making to send kids to where they think would be most appropriate for their children, I think you're going to result in better outcomes. And so I think there are a number of things that we have to, you know, we got to talk about related to public education, and hopefully those conversations continue in the state. Okay, we have uh, Paul in California. Paul, you're on with Senator Vince Palestina. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Okay. Let's try uh, Steve in Apsegan Island. Steve, good morning. You're on with State Senator Vince Palestina. Good morning, John. Always a terrific show. Thank um, you. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Senator Palestina, thanks for taking my call. Um, of course. I, I was going to ask you questions about taxes, and I'll just make a statement to throw it out there. Two statements, and then I have a question about executive orders. The two statements are, first of all, it's not the government's money to take from the private citizen to spend on private business matters. That's number one. The government's not in the business of creating business. They're in the business of protecting us, making sure everything is level-handed and and fair. Infrastructure, police, fire, public works. Uh, With that said, you, you can't reduce taxes unless you reduce spending. And there's got to be a cap on the overall tax rate, income tax rate, and real estate uh, tax rate. All right, I made my two comments. My question about executive order, and I got to know, when we were under the pandemic, there was a lot of problems with Murphy, Governor Murphy, uh, creating executive orders that went unchecked, that went forever until he was ready to lift the executive order, most notably about the churches and synagogues and the mosques. You couldn't go and and worship in congregation, but he was able to say the liquor stores could be open. (laughs) And he he had all of these preferential treatments about large box stores versus mom and pop stores and the mask. And and, uh, you, you need to get the injection if you wanna work. Um, under you take you have to take medicine uh, that you don't need or don't want. It, it's your body. You can't have it both ways. Uh, saying it's your body when it comes to abortion, 
but it, but it, but it's not your body when it comes to injections. You know, so I want to know how are you going to con- convince and persuade your Democratic counterparts to put a check and balance on executive orders so that maybe uh, the executive orders get revisited by the legislature and the Senate after 20 days or after 30 days. And then if the executive, if it's deemed that the executive order is not needed by the assembly and the Senate, it gets overturned and that's it. Because we can't have this anymore where one person uh, has sway over the whole 8 million people of the state of New Jersey. I'm going to hang up and listen to your answer. Thank you so okay. much. For your time. Steve, thanks a lot for the call. <clears throat> Senator? Yeah, great. Great point, Steve. And obviously, uh, you know, as we saw in the pandemic, uh, the governor is not the king and the legislature is there for a reason. You know, we represent the 40 districts in the state and are more representative of the people because, you know, we're closer um, to them in the communities where we live. And so I think what you saw in the pandemic, uh, it, you know, initially when when there was so much unknown and, and so much uh, fright, uh, just I, I think that he has, the governor has got to have the ability to do the things that are necessary uh, to protect people. And so I think, you know, early on when there was just so much uncertainty, I think that the executive orders have got to be in place to have a role. But I think Steve is absolutely right. And I think the Democrats do agree with this because, you know, they serve uh, in the legislature just like all of us down here. And I think that everyone agrees that the legislature has got to have a role that the, uh, you know, executive orders maybe need to be put in place for a, for a short period of time. You know, if you're talking 15 days, 30 days, uh, the governor needs to have that ability to deal with the you know, response to natural disasters or emergencies or, you know, the pandemic. But the legislature has got to then convene and decide whether they need to continue. And I think that is something that certainly we'll be talking to our Democratic and Republican colleagues about and uh, hopefully building support because I think that should be part of what we have here in New Jersey to make sure that we don't have a single person making decisions just on his beliefs and not bringing in other voices into the conversation. Okay, we uh, are coming up on a break here. State Senator Vince Palestina from Atlantic County. He is here on the phone with us and ready to talk to you at 609-407-1450. We have Carl, we have Frank on the line, and I have more questions for Senator Palestina. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More talk with a purpose with the senator after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 
Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Want to save money in these inflationary times? Write this number down, 855-910-1246, 855-910-1246. Text your number to that number, and you'll be part of BF Mazio's Text Message Club, where you'll receive specials and coupons that will save you money. BF Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Gift baskets, catering for all occasions, and more. 601 New Road, Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. We are back here on Talk With a Purpose with State Senator Vince Palestina. And uh, we'll give out his number in his office if you want to contact him in the office. uh, 609-677-8266. 609-677-8266. And the website, njleg.state.newjersey.us. You want to go through all of that? I would just call him 609-677-8266. I'm simple. I like to just pick up the phone and call you, okay? Uh, I like it when people call me, too, believe me. It's much better than uh, seeing some of the stuff uh, you see online sometimes. That's right. That's right. Okay, 609-407-1450, our number here in the studio. State Senator Vince Palestina is our guest here on the show. Uh, I just want to ask you, back, back to these wind turbines. Have you, and since you're a member of the Tourism Committee, uh, are you concerned that if these things are up, that that's going to affect tourism? Did that ever cross your mind? Absolutely. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we have we are very dependent on the tourism industry here in Atlantic County. You know, when it relates to the gaming industry, when it relates to Absecon Island and some of our shore communities, we depend on tourism. And so there have been some studies that, that speak to a potential loss of tourism activity if these things are, are built. And you see the industrialization of our oceans, right? you know, visible from the shore. And so that is always a consideration you're looking at because we cannot do things down here. You know, we're faced with gaming competition, obviously faced with a lot of competition for tourism activity and tourism dollars. We can't do things that would impact our tourism economy. We've got to do things that would enhance our tourism economy. And so we read those studies. You know, we talk to some of the professionals in the industry all the time. Uh, trying to make sure that we're not going to ultimately do things that are going to affect that. We can't. We're too dependent on it to do things that are going to lose our tourism activity here. I, I agree, and I've said that many times. In fact, I want to tell you what a woman told me in my doctor's office in Marlton. She's from Philadelphia, and she said, those wind things, are they up yet? She, I, I'm not. I'm not coming to the shore. I'm not going to pay to, to to look at those things. So I want to know: Are they up yet? I mean, of course they're not up yet. But <laughs> you following? That's the yeah, mentality. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. That's the mentality from a lot of people. And there have been some studies uh, up and down the coast. You know, from Cape May all the way up to Monmouth County. You know, looking at the coast and and looking at the potential loss of uh, tourism dollars. We can't do it. So that is always a consideration. There was actually. You know, some talk uh, in June of this year when all of that, when the uh, legislation was ongoing, there was some talk about 
moving them further offshore with uh, some of the leaders in the legislature. So hopefully those talks are ongoing. So if they do shove these things down our throat, at least push them out further so that they're not visible from the shore yeah. and uh, yeah. actually impacting our tourism economy. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go back to the phones. Carl is in Stone Harbor. Carl, you're on with State Senator Vince Palestina. Hello, everyone. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, just going back to those wind turbines, that's not why I call, but I don't really believe that whole, I, I'm not coming to the shore because of windmills and I can't sit on the beach. I think that really what the marketing and the push should be that, and Senator, or, or one of you said it, it's going to cost three times as much in energy. And so right down here in Stone Harbor, I know it's Stone Harbor, but you know people are getting like $15,000 a week. We're talking about like, people not coming to the shore you go to europe for fifteen thousand dollars so now you triple the the energy bill that's what's going to crush tourism yeah and the, the restaurant running the air conditioners now it's three times you know my chicken wings are going to be 25 dollars now i mean just craziness and that should be because otherwise i, I know there's a lot of people out there like it's just like when you do dune, dune replenishment it's like oh it's just a bunch of rich protecting bunch of rich uh, you know, beachfront homes, let them pay for it. That's type of thing. So I don't, I think you got to push the dollars. My second, yeah. I have a comment and, 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 a, and a suggestion for the center. And Senator, I'm not your enemy by any means. I'm not in your district. I'm in Stone Harbor. But, you know, a lot of everything that you've said today, it, it's just political lit service. Like, we got to do that and we're going to do that and, and we're working on this. And, and, you know, there's only, I don't know the number, but there's only 300 people in this state that have control of what happens and you're one of them you know what i mean senators and representatives and we have tested down here he's one and, and, and that's all like we have no power in essence i know people you know have those rallies I, I think they're supportive in a certain way but you have the vote and so when when you like like how long have we been out of COVID now and we still haven't done anything about executive orders and whatever Linda said, I thought that was a, or somebody said it's a good suggestion. Like after a month, it goes for a vote. Like, like kind of get some things done versus coming on the radio and just having, you know, some lip service for us. And, and again, I'm not your enemy, so I'm not trying to be mean. My, my third suggestion, <laughs> and I know that I made this suggestion when um, uh, Chick Chickarella was running for governor in Stone Harbor. There are six city vehicles that go home every night back and forth to work and home work and home i know two of them go home for lunch it's four trips the city vehicles fill up in the city yard and they they they're gas there's no sales tax when the city fills up their tanks and and there's when the city buys new tires for these cars because they're running a lot of miles there's no sales tax right so I would like to see, and this is my pet project, is the governor and the legislator pass a law that says absolutely no city vehicles go home with anybody. So they would instantly, they would be driving their car back and forth to work, and they would be paying sales tax on gas. And yep. they would be paying the sales tax on new tires and the air filters and the oil changes. And all that sales tax revenue would be an instant boom, millions of dollars to the state. And, and, and that's the way I would like to see it. And, and I know there's a lot of abuse. I can't document it, but there is a lot of abuse of these city cars. And get rid of every one of them. Now, when you come to work, you get one. 
work all day. Here's your city car, city truck. But when you go home, you get in your personal vehicle. That's right. And yeah. that's what you drive back and forth. And you pay it like everybody else. And that's millions of dollars in sales tax revenue. Carl, one thanks. Last comment, I pre- thanks for the call, Carl. Thanks for the call. Well, what do you say to that, Senator? <laughs> There's a lot there. I mean, first of all, I think Carl's right about the uh, the cost of the offshore wind and the generation of that electricity. And obviously, John, we think about it in the context of some of our uh, industry in Atlantic City, because when you think about you know tripling cost of energy from some of the Atlantic City casinos, the casinos are already challenged with some of the things going on. And so if you're talking about tripling energy costs, that is going to have a crippling effect on them. And so we think about in that context all the time and talk to the association. Uh, I'm very concerned about it. You know, we're brick and mortar revenue in Atlantic City has been kind of flat since the pandemic. It's not really going up. Obviously, the city has many challenges and we got to continue to work on them. But absolutely, I think Carl is, is right. The cost is most critical factor at this point. In terms of, uh, you know, talking about uh, this and that on the radio, I'm, you know, he's down in Stone Harbor. We have gotten a ton of stuff done here in Atlanta County, John. And you know, I've been there for a little less than two years. You know, I've gotten the Atlanta County prosecutor in place, Will Reynolds, done it with, the you know, Governor Murphy's support. Got five superior. Oop. Build our bench at a time when you uh, when you see all these vacancies and not being able to do trials statewide. We had all of our vacancies filled in short order, again, with the support of the governor and the legislature. Gotten a number of appointments on the Stockton board. We've been successful working with Atlantic Care, building relationships with Stockton and Atlantic Care, you know, continuing to work on those things. We have just gotten John Amadeo appointed to the SJTA board, you know, working with the CRDA board. And so we have a number of success stories in addition to all of the investments that I mentioned earlier. And so when you look at Atlantic County, uh, in contrast to some of these other areas in the state, there is a tremendous story to tell for what we have gotten done in Atlantic County. And Carl, if you ever want to uh, sit down and talk about it and hear, you know, what the priorities have been here and what we have gotten done, again, John gave the number out. Feel free to call me. I'm happy to have a conversation about it because there have been so many things and so many accomplishments we have done here in Atlantic County that, you know, I believe are going to benefit the county long term. And so always happy to talk about that. In terms of the cars, I think he's right. You know, some of the public workers and some of the people taking them home, he's absolutely right. I think some of the, you know, emergency service personnel, when you're talking about police uh, specifically, I think you probably, you know, want to see some of those cars in some of our communities. And so I don't think, uh, I don't think all of them is necessarily right, but I think he's definitely right that there's some abuse there and we should curtail that. And, you know, we'll take a look at what we can do in the legislature to clean some of that stuff up. You know, and he, he mentioned, you know, you're coming on the radio and it's at talking points and all of that. You are one of, what is it, 300 in the legislature or, or, or whatever? Uh, 120. Well, yeah, 120. You're, you're, you're one of 120. What is what does he want you to do? That was my question. I mean, <laughs> what does he want you to say? I mean, you can only say what you did or what you're going to do, and you do it, mm-hmm. and that's it, and you move on. I, I I just I never understood that. Is it? They just it's it's just one of those things, you know. Oh well, you ought to do this, or you ought to do that. But 
<laughs> That's my pet peeve on that. <laughs> yeah, one of one twenty, and uh, and look, there's no talking points. I mean, I, I'll take any call that anybody wants to call in with and answer the question. So I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't steer talking points and you know, prepped answers when you go on the radio. This is uh, you hear what I feel and what I believe, and right. I'm always it's, happy it's, to be interactive. And as I mentioned to you, you get more interaction than some of the other programs, which I think is great. You know, people getting involved and staying educated and communicating, I think, is a wonderful thing for society. Okay, we are coming up on a break, Senator, and we'll uh, we'll have Frank in Ventnor and uh, Rich Barely wants to talk to you as well. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Talk with the purpose of the show. State Senator Vince Palestina is our guest. He is from Atlantic County, of course. And uh, we got a couple of more minutes with the senator. So stick around for that. We'll come back with more after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Turning cloudy, hot, and humid this afternoon. Couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm hanging out. Could bring flooding, downpours, hail, and damaging wind gusts. High 96. Clouds breaking with a strong thunderstorm this evening. Could bring some damage. Humid, low 72. Not as hot tomorrow with times of clouds and sunshine. High 85. And Monday, a stray morning shower. Partly sunny, high 87. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here with State Senator Vince Palestine. And again, I'll give out the number for his office if you want to contact the senator. 609-677-8266. That's the number. 609-677-8266. State Senator Vince Palestina. Uh, offices in EHT in Atlantic City as well. So you give him a call and uh, he'll certainly answer your question. 609-407-1450 is our number here. Before we get back to the phone center, I got to ask you, this property tax reform that we recently heard about, uh, the governor is proposing a 50% reduction for seniors on their property tax. Uh, is that going to happen? Uh, what do you think of that? It passed the legislature, John, so, you know, we were all supportive. Obviously, as you heard me say earlier, you know, anything we can do to control property taxes in this state is absolutely critical, you know, especially for seniors who in some cases are, are making decisions to leave the state because of the property taxes. And so, you know, we are fully supportive of any measure that we could utilize to help deal with the property tax problem we have in the state of New Jersey. It's been a problem for decades and we really have not addressed the structural problems that we have but you know in terms of this one if we can figure out that seniors can remain here certainly we're going to try to do that they we passed the bill and it's not going to be implemented until 
you know, 2025, 2026. And so we'll see because there's going to be obviously, you know, a discussion depending on how revenues go. If we enter a recession and revenues drop, this is, that'll be the first thing on the chopping block. But so we'll have to see right now, the legislation's passed. It's, um, it's going to be implemented as we sit here right now, you know, in 2025, 2026 timeframe. And uh, hopefully we do figure out ways that we can control property taxes and help our seniors remain here. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Frank is in Ventnor. Frank, good morning. Welcome. You're on with State Senator Vince Palestina. Uh, good morning, John. Good morning, Mr. Palestina. Good morning, Frank. Uh, so, Mr. Palestina, uh, now that, um, if I'm correct, the um, government or the general, uh, the GAO, the General Accountability Office, is going to look into all aspects of the, of the New Jersey Wind Project. And my, my question to you is, how important do you think their conclusion is? Whatever they find, go ahead or not go ahead, how important would you feel that uh, we should consider their conclusion? I think that uh, we absolutely should consider a conclusion. Obviously, that, that that study, I think John mentioned earlier in the survey uh, that we've been talking about, that is related specifically to the marine mammal deaths we saw. Obviously, you know, I've been here 52 years, unprecedented what we saw since December of 2022. Uh, and so now they are looking at whether there is any correlation between uh, some of the activity going on. And remember, there was both sonar and drilling going on at the time period we were talking about when we started seeing whales and dolphins wash up on our shores and so i absolutely think that our federal you know agents need to look at any potential correlation uh and i think we're going to put a lot of weight into what they have to say after we get that report um because they're actually going to study it that's what we've been calling for you know the entire time a pause we just got to make sure you know this was just the investigations. this was not the work this is just the investigations to figure out how deep the water is and how far they need to go into the ocean floor to, to anchor the uh, wind turbines. And so we only saw investigations and we had, you know, 50 or 60 mammals wash up, you know, a lot of them right here in New Jersey. And so there's a tremendous concern. I still say, you know, based on my history here in Atlantic County, uh, living along the shore my entire life that uh, those animals were either disoriented or frightened by some of the activity going on and there is uh, you know not a they certainly didn't kill them directly but i believe there is an indirect link between some of the work that was going on and these animals becoming frightened or disoriented so we'll see what gao says we're very much looking forward to it of course going to put a lot of weight into what they have to say okay very good thank you sir thank you frank thanks for the call Rich Barely's on the line. Rich, you're almost Senator of Palestina. Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Vince, how are you? Good, Rich. How are you? Good. Good, John. And uh, Vince, um, as you know, I'm extremely active with uh, the anti-wind turbine situation and was extremely disappointed um, that <laughs> that tax credit um, bill got passed uh, recently. It was close in the Senate, I think. So um, I've spoken at a lot of meetings, I've gone to rallies and everything. I want to know from you, what's the most important thing individuals can do to help combat? There's several uh, lawsuits that have been filed by Protect uh, Our Coast and uh, Save, uh, uh, Defend uh, Brigantine and Save LBI. But for the individual, 
from your perspective, what's the most effective thing individuals can do to help stop these windmills? Uh, vote Republican in November, I would say, would be the number one thing, because obviously uh, Republicans have been pretty united in uh, the fact that we need more information on this stuff. So that would be number one. I, I think number two, as we were talking about, you know, I'm sure defend Brigantine Beach and uh, protect our coast and, and all of all of us collectively are and probably file an Oprah request, you know, freedom of information uh, request. Try to get the, some certainty, some clarity on the cost and what is the ultimately going to be the cost to the consumer. And, you know, if you're looking at, you know, Hard Rock in Atlantic City or one of those hotels, what are they going to have to pay in additional energy costs as a result of all of this? And you've heard me say, Rich, at some of the, some of the uh, rallies and some of the public events, you know, I've been dealing with this situation my entire life. And so when they blame climate change for all the whales and dolphins washing up, it's sort of like, you know, it makes me puzzled because I was a kid when we were talking about the impact of uh, aerosol cans on the ozone layer and that the sun was going to burn the planet to a crisp and, you know, climate change was going to have an impact then. And then, you know, you dealt with the acid rain situation and now they've kind of, you know, always follow the money and they've kind of utilized now this situation with the emissions to try to monetize it. And, you know, a lot of people making money off of it. And so I think, like Carl said in Stone Harbor, I think the key critical component we all need to do is get some clarity and some certainty on the costs of, uh, of what we're doing offshore. Before you hang up, is that, um, and I agree with that, has anybody filed, uh, one, I have two questions, has anybody filed uh, an Oprah request? Um, and then secondly, um, the South Jersey Chamber of Commerce, I'm going to go up, I think it's Thursday, they have a, a, at Woodcrest or the Legacy Golf Course, they have the head of the BP, uh, BPU, I forget his name, speaking and i'm gonna uh i'm gonna uh speak uh against all these uh and ask him directly the questions that you uh are asking can you attend that meeting or can claire or don and ask these direct questions so that the business community can see that they don't have answers for these costs yeah, you have to get me the uh, date and time. I'll see if we can make it. His name is Joe Fiordaliso, um, head of BPO, yeah. and it's funny. He, um, you know, he wrote he he would go to the meetings with a windmill lapel pin. So, <laughs> and that tells you, you know, he's head of BPO, supposed to be protecting ratepayers, and here he's got a windmill pin on his lapel. So, you know, if we can make it, we will. Uh, certainly, we have asked a ton of questions on the cost. You know, even even this latest legislation, the day we were there in Trenton and, you know, the weeks leading up to it, we were asking to them to quantify what these tax breaks are worth. And neither Office of Legislative Services nor any of our staff could give us an amount as to what these tax credits actually mean in terms of dollars. Uh, now we're hearing about a billion dollars, but they wouldn't even give us that information before the vote was taken at the end of June because I think they knew if people heard that this is a billion dollars additional, not not even total, additional being given to a foreign company. I think you probably would have seen more opposition in the legislation. And of course, if you said it was 21 votes that they got in the Senate, they needed 21. They they ended up getting the 21 uh, when a Democratic senator who previously voted no changed her vote because initially it went up and they only had 20. And I don't know what they did to get her to change her vote, but this was. Uh, you know, not a certainty that last day in June. And I think if people knew it was a billion dollars, you might have had a different outcome. Well, that's uh, so if if you can attend that and ask these direct questions and 
you know, when the wind's not blowing and the cost of the energy and, the, you know, the impact. And if you and I and a couple other people, because people are afraid to speak up and you're not one of them, you'll speak up. And if you could attend that meeting on Thursday up there, I think that would be good for so that people, when he doesn't have answers, at least the business community can see that. And then so maybe they can get engaged in and figure out that, that that this guy doesn't know what the heck he eats. Well, he does. He's got an agenda <laughs> yeah. along with the other uh, yeah, that's right. Democrats. That's they, right. they have an agenda. That's right. To shut. I mean, the, the governor has an agenda to uh, make everything, uh, you know, win energy or, uh, you know, uh, by, what is it, 2035? Uh, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, you got yeah. nuclear energy that's proven and clean that we should be using and, and but we need to fight and fight hard and that's we, we got to take them to the mat on thursday but you know and figure out how to get that message out and what message out to get people more people involved it's insane that more people aren't involved uh you know on this issue and how it's going to irreversibly affect all of us all right rich thanks for the call rodney and eht rodney good morning you're on with senator vince palestina um, I do believe that there were operatives that uh, that destroyed the Beasley's Point power station by uh, blowing it up. And um, I'm concerned about that. And I think that that Beasley's Point power station should be reinstalled, either as it originally was, uh, burning coal and burning trash, which was a good way to get rid of trash in the first place, or to replace it with a nuclear power station. Yeah, it's interesting, Rodney. Uh, you recall, you know, those of us that have been here for a while, as it relates to Beasley's Point, there was a natural gas pipeline proposed for Route 50. It was going to be in the shoulder of the road. It was absolutely not going to impact the Pinelands uh, at all, and the environmental groups stopped it. We would have had a natural gas pipeline going to Beasley's Point. We would have redeveloped Beasley's Point to provide clean natural gas. Environmentalists stopped it, probably related to the same agenda that they got going on uh, to try to, uh, you know, get us off of gas and go all electric. But yes. Are you uh, Vincent uh, Palestino? Yes, yes, I am. Oh, yes. And there's another concern that I am concerned about, that there, there are certain people that they consider that the uh, winter time is not a valid season, and they were going to close down these campgrounds because they said the winter is not a, a, a time where people could enjoy the winter time. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think the campgrounds, they just, the campgrounds are supposed to be like transient lodging. And so they just don't want people, you know, full time because uh, they're supposed to uh, have a certain period of stay and then leave. So I don't know that it's necessarily related to winter time. Obviously, you know, you can enjoy our areas in the winter as well. But I, you know, I think that uh, you just that they can't become year-round residents in the campgrounds. Uh, so we'll see how uh, you know we'll see how the municipalities enforce that provision. Rodney, thanks for the call. Bob and Kate May. Bob, you're on with Senator Palestina. Hey, Senator, thanks for coming on the air here. Look, uh, point I want to make here is the, the the high tax rate in New Jersey. Right. It's all attributed to the out-of-control spending, and it's just an untenable situation. We're mimicking California and New York, which has, has lost huge tax revenue, believe it or not, because of the high tax rates. The high, high tax rates are caused by the huge spending, and New Jersey is third 
behind California and New York in losing tax revenue because taxpayers are voting with their feet. They're leaving the state and they're going to where else? Florida and Texas. Florida has, in the last year, they've 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 taken in another. $12.4 billion in tax revenue, and it's a large amount due to the great economic activity there that the great governors helped foster, but also with, with high-income tax earners moving to the state. So what we're doing in New Jersey is just untenable. We keep forcing our high-income earners, people with high net worth, we keep essentially telling them we're not you're not wanted here and the, the governor's outright and he's even said it he he was he was honest enough to say it this governor said if t- high taxes are your problem then may- maybe new jersey is yeah. not your state so so senator what i'm telling you is I, you gave reasonable reasons i understand for voting for this budget but really we need to do better I don't think any Republican should vote for this budget because in New Jersey, spending is out of control. It's just as bad as New York and California. My final point is, and I've said it before many times, New York State has has doubled the state budget that Florida has, yet they have millions of less people. So why is Florida doing so well? It's because for decades they've had good government who's controlled spending. We don't have that in New Jersey. We just don't have it. All right, Bob, thanks for the call. Senator? Yeah, I mean, I think Bob is absolutely right, and that's what I said initially. You know, if this were a Republican budget or I had a role, you know, in crafting the budget, certainly it would be a lot different, and we would not spend as much money. And I understand people who say that, uh, you know, they would like to see all no votes on the budget. But you got to remember that the budget was going to pass. I mean, we were getting this budget. We were getting this spending plan regardless of whether they had Republican votes or not. There's a democratically controlled state. They have controlled it for a long time. And uh, until we can get Republicans back in control of the legislature, it's going to be the Democratic playbook. And so on balance, at the end of the day, decided that the right thing for Atlanta County was to vote for it and uh, you know, stand by it because we are going to see a lot of investment and things going on in Atlanta County as a result of voting yes for the budget. But I get the concern. We absolutely have got the control spending, control taxes here. You are seeing an out-migration of these places. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, our society now is just you know, never stops with these elections. And a lot of what you see, you know, New York, California, New Jersey is all related to presidential politics. They're all, you know, trying to get that progressive side of the Democratic Party and get that support lined up. And so they compete with one another to who can come up with the most ridiculous plan, whether it's, you know, this electrification plan or some of their spending plans. It's kind of one ridiculousness after another because they're trying to win a Democratic primary. It's unfortunate, but that's the world we live in. A lot of this is based on presidential politics and their their desire to one-up one another. So, I think, fortunately, John, you you fall in 2021. You continue to see a lot of people, you know, disagreeing with a lot of the policies and a lot of the, uh, you know, things that progressive side of whether it's defund the police, you know, try to get all this free stuff and get away from the 
you know, our, what our country was built on with the middle class having yeah. an opportunity to work hard, put food on the table. And so I do think you're seeing more and more people say that that Democratic Party is not what I want. And a lot of people are, you know, trade unions, people who just want to work hard are, are coming over to the Republican Party. And I think that's going to continue. The crazier they get with some of this stuff, the more support you're going to see for Republicans. So hopefully this year we do very, very well. And if we do, you know, you're going to see a different budget plan next year. Okay, one more call. George in Ocean City. George, good morning. You're on with Senator Palestina. Hey, Senator. How are you today? Good, George. How are you? Good. Uh, we had a lot of good calls here today. Uh, I'd like to respond or ask some questions in response to some of the customers, uh, of people calling's comments. Um, a caller had called about the uh, executive, order, executive orders that the uh, governor had passed. Uh, and how long it took to rescind them back from the pandemic. And he said, well, there's a lot of unknowns, et cetera, et cetera. First question is, what about the executive order that the governor has passed here in Ocean City, taking away the home rule, uh, where people here in Ocean City have no vote or no say on about these turbines? Uh, second was, caller called and said, what can we do as a person to get rid of these turbines or do something as an individual? You had stated, vote Republican, um, get out there and vote. Uh, two comments about that. Didn't Rep- uh, Republican Christie, wasn't he the one that started this process, the turbines, say, 10 years ago or so? And on that line, what are you, what are you going to be doing or what are you pushing to change the way we vote? Everybody says we got to vote, we got to vote, we got to vote. Our vote doesn't count. We need paper ballots, same-day voting and voter ID. So uh, I'd like to hear what your take is on that, and I'll hang up on it. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the call, George. Yeah, I mean, the executive order that uh, essentially takes away Ocean City's home rule, I think is a joke. Uh, It should never happen. You know, the the mayor and the representatives for the city of Ocean City, elected by the people of Ocean City to represent them, should unquestionably have a role and a seat at the table in some of these discussions about how, why, where uh, things would be happening in the city of Ocean City as it relates to offshore wind. Uh, so <clears throat> I think that those types of executive orders that, that are not necessary to deal with an emergency or natural disaster or pandemic, I think they should be absolutely stopped. <clears throat> Chris Christie did start this offshore wind program. So, you know, he was a Republican. Um, he did start it. But I think what you see now is, you know, Republicans pretty much united uh, in, in trying to get answers to some of the questions that we need to have answered. And so that's why I said vote Republican this year, because this has been a completely Democrat-fueled operation to try to get these offshore wind farms in place and a foreign company additional money. So I think that Republicans have pretty much uh, been united in the fact that we need more answers and we need more studies and we need to understand are we affecting our marine population and what is the cost going to be. And so that's why I say vote Republican this year. Senator, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, You've taken up the entire hour, and I appreciate that. (laughs) Now you know, if you want to really reach the people, you come on this show, all right? There you go, John. (laughs) Very inactive. I appreciate it. It was great. And I I really do appreciate the caller's call in and uh, and asking the questions and following up i think you know people hide behind their keyboards and you know they got these keyboard warriors i think this is way better you yeah. know oh, yeah. hear yeah. people directly than some of the stuff you see online that's so, right always happy to do it and we'll get back on soon thank thanks a lot for the call senator thanks a lot appreciate your coming on and again the number in his office 609-677-8266 
877-826-6666. That's the number for State Senator Vince Palestina. I'm John DeMassey. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer. Thanks to Vince Palestina, our state senator. And thanks to you for listening. Without you, there's no show. Have yourself a great week, and we will talk to you next Saturday, 9 till noon. Talk with a purpose right here. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. The preceding program was paid for and presented by John DeMassey.